vives en Virginia. Si recibiste la vacuna contra COVID-19, sigues estando protegido. Este otoño estaremos poniendo dosis de refuerzo para ayudar a prolongar esa protección. No olvides que el Departamento de Salud de Virginia sigue siendo tu mejor fuente de información sobre el COVID-19. Para saber si puedes recibir la dosis de refuerzo y programar una cita, visita vaccinate.virginia.gov o llama al 877-829-4682. Este es un mensaje del Departamento de Salud de Virginia. Podeskew Podcast is a founding member of the Odd Pods Media Network. Welcome everybody to the Podeskew Podcast. I am... No, no, whoa, 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 dude. No, no, no. This is our promo, not the show. I'm Rico. Oh, sorry. I'm CJ, and we're the hosts of the Podeskew Podcast. We're fans of pretty much anything and everything pop culture, including movies, TV shows, books, video games, comics, music, and of course, Kevin Smith. Now, while we do keep our fingers on the pulse of Silent Bob, he certainly doesn't need our help in promoting him. You got that right. We do our own thing with inspiration from the man himself and his mantra of why not. We've got stories about celebrities, we've interviewed theories of our own for certain movies, and we can usually tend to have a great debate about anything. We also do commentaries on movies. Sometimes we ask our fans what they want to watch with us. So if you love the timber of our vocal cords and want to watch a movie at the same time, give us a listen. Stay tuned every Monday. There's always something new. And if you've been good this year, we may even give you a bonus episode from time to time. So please be good and subscribe to and enjoy Podescube, founding member of the Odd Pods Media Network. Anniversary and welcome to the Podescue Podcast. I am CJ. With me, as always, is my hetero life mate Rico. What's up, man? What's up, motherfucker? You know, going back to our very first—well, not—I mean, the first one that we officially released, the official recording. Was, yeah, <laughs> yeah. The, not, not Crash and Burn, but Star Horrors. Star Horrors. Um, I was hoping that you were gonna fucking. Try and do the intro exactly how you did before. I don't remember. Like, <laughs> I did it I'll, before. I'll, I'll tell you how you did it. Uh, it was probably like, uh, welcome, Potaskew, CJ, Rico. <laughs> More or less. It was like, <laughs> so this is Potaskew. Uh, <laughs> I am CJ. Like, you just super, like, What's gonna happen? How are we gonna do this? Well, because I didn't have like a uh, a plan, you know what I mean. So yeah, do we ever? Well, yeah, sort of. No, we don't know. We have an intro. That's the difference. <laughs> yes, yes. I'm saying I didn't have a plan for the intro though. Like I didn't know how I wanted to start the, you know, the the yeah the show. Um, and I never started the last show I was on. Julie did do that. So. Mm. I I didn't have to worry about it, you know, so. Right. Well, happy anniversary, fucking. Potiversary, motherfucker. We coined a phrase, goddammit. All right. Damn. All right. Welcome to our last potiversary. Shit. <laughs> three years, motherfucker. We've been doing this three, shit together for three years. 
three years of dealing with each other and 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 supplying entertainment for all you motherfuckers. Yeah, all four of you. Um, thank yes. you. <laughs> we appreciate all you know, all four of your laughs and and cries and and. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay, we're off to a wonderful start. Um. That's funny. No, it's it, it's been an interesting ride so far, and we're we're not gonna just to be fair to you guys, so you know now this is not gonna be six hours of us blowing ourselves like we did for, for the first one. No. Um. Which, which I mean, it was fun. I'm glad we did it at least once. I'm glad that we have that episode in the can. But yeah, we're we're satiated. We've come enough. Yeah, I mean, um, maybe maybe if we hit the five year mark, we'll do something like that again. But yeah. What's this maybe shit? Okay, well, when we hit the five-year mark, we'll do that shit again. How's that? Is that better? Is that Jersey optimism? What the fuck was that? No, basically. Uh, Jersey <laughs> optimism was like, eh, you know, maybe it'll happen. It probably won't, but if it does, I'm happy. Like, what the fuck? You know, maybe I'll fight the fight. Maybe I won't fight the fight. You know, who knows? That's Philly, motherfucker. You that's, should know better. It's, it's close enough, trust me. Um, you know, that's one of the first fucking jokes I said is we were we were arguing about the weather in Jersey. And I said, yeah, when it's shitty weather, you live in New Jersey. When you're happy about the weather, all of a sudden you live in <laughs> Philly, motherfucker. Um, and I, it's, it, it, no, but that's actually one thing that when we did the uh, Rocky episode, I forgot to mention, like, there's a the whole scene from the first one where he's talking about to Adrian about why it's called Southpaw. And, yeah. you know. Cindy was facing Camden in South Jersey, you know, South, you know, and that's West. So South Paul, South Jersey, you know, <laughs> just cracks me up. I, I actually, I looked up that, that bit to see if it was true. It's not true, but like, no, it's sort no. of based on something. It's not in fucking Jersey. No, like, of course not. No. So, but it, that's, that's the character of Rocky. He's just like, Hey, no, everything's about Philly, you know, and in New Jersey. You know, and so. New Jersey, and you know, some people go to California, and you know, they, <laughs> but we're not we're not here tonight to talk about Rocky. Actually, um, we are here. We figured it's been three years. We started, as you mentioned, with Star Wars. Um, there have been. Did we look it up? Has there been one? One uh, saga film or two saga films since then? There, I think at the time we had uh, Last Jedi had just come out, and I and pretty sure Rogue One had come out. Okay. Um. Well, since then, Solo and Episode Nine, Rise of Skywalker, which we've done episodes about, but uh, yeah, well, you guys aren't really. I mean, you guys will not really hear anything different from us, which is why. We're gonna get some fucking help. Yeah, we are. We we got some help for this one. We uh, for three years we figured let's add a third chair. So right. <laughs> temporarily, anyway. Not and, and yeah. I'm I'm pretty sure Steph is done talking about fucking Star Wars. I so. think Steph's done talking to his period. <laughs> Maybe you. She Maybe. Didn't know. Well, okay. Yes, I I anyway. I don't. I don't. Uh, I'm not even going there. Anyway, let's uh, let's bring our guest in, and we brought in somebody much smarter than either of us put together, Rico. Uh, I would say. Well, I mean, he he uh, he's on this council, but I don't know if we rank you know, given the rank of master. <laughs> <laughs> nice, nicely done. 
decked out in his Jedi robes yet again is the one, the only Seaman. What's going on, buddy? Hey, what's going on, guys? How are you doing? Nah, not too bad. Not too bad. Glad to have you back on. We appreciate you spending yeah, some time glad, with us. Glad to be um, here. You ready to talk some Star Wars? Well, we're all, I mean, I'm obviously ready. You're obviously ready. Yeah. No, we we seem to we seem to do that a lot, but. Um, I know you're a newer fan to Potaskew, so I don't know if you've gone back and listened to our first proper recording or episode. And uh, first off, if you have, I'm sorry. Second of off, uh, <laughs> I, I have not yet. No, but okay. uh, I, I will. I will keep that sorry in mind for when I do. Yes, uh, uh, it's, well, a, it's a rough listen, but it it's is really fascinating, like to listen oh, to yeah. because yeah. I, trust me, I know. Like I, I've been on YouTube for about three years, so like I go back to like the first video. I'm like, who, who is that person, and what the <laughs> fuck is he doing on my channel? Because yeah, he's not yeah. me, and he's pretty vanilla. Yeah, um, right. yeah. You know, it's 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 interesting how you grow when you're doing like talking for a living. Well, right. one one of the things that's really interesting for for Rico and I, and we were referencing this just before we brought you in, is that the intro is very different. You know, you've heard the intro. You've been on here for yeah. a couple of episodes. The intro was very different back then because we didn't know what to say. You know, like I, I didn't know how to start the thing. So it's just like, uh, CJ, Rico, Potescu, hi. You know, like <laughs> as opposed to what it is now, um, which uh, it, by our Uber fans, they love it. Like, like Jay, Jay will randomly, because you know, we know you know her from the Get Vocals. Yeah. She will, if she's, at a get vocal or something will randomly ask me just to do the intro because she loves hearing it live. Um, but I, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, I know how that goes too. And it's like, I, I had thought about an intro before I started like my channel and it's, it's similar to what I do now, but like the enthusiasm level and like some of what I do is so much cleaner and smoother and far more enjoyable, at least for me. Like sure. I, I, I always do everything to entertain myself, but um, you know, my, my friends and family, they all get a kick out of like my intro and outro, but like, it, again, like cool to, or interesting to see how it grows. And like, even when you have the intro down, doesn't mean it's any fucking good at the beginning, you know. <laughs> yeah, the, the 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 last funny part about ours, and we should move on, is that the way ours evolved to what it is now is I was kind of already doing it, but not the way that I do it now. And I I did it in one breath once, like with just like with with this is is emphasis, and I think it was in resu- regards to whatever we were recording, and I don't even remember what the episode was where I started it, but we were yeah. both. Rico was like. That was pretty damn impressive. Did you do that in one breath? And I was like, I think so. And it just became a thing. And it's been, and then he's tacked on the what's up motherfucker since I guess like 10 episodes ago now or something like that. So, oh, it's been, it's been more of that. Ever since it, you yeah. kind of like, ever since you basically said I was fluting motherfucker, I've been trying so, to add motherfucker. Yeah. So it's about 12, 12 or 16 episodes then. Cause it was, right. yeah. But what you don't see is the first time he attempted the 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 one breath thing is that he passed out. I did not pass out. <laughs> no, what, what he definitely got he definitely got lightheaded. No, like no, no. What what he doesn't no. see what he doesn't see is the first time Rico tried to do an intro for his buddy in in Norway or Sweden or whatever it is. Not Amsterdam. That's all I know. It is is. <laughs> Because we said Amsterdam once, and he got really kind of upset with us, so we make yeah. sure to clear it's not Amsterdam. Yeah, he's from he's from the Netherlands. Netherlands, yeah. 
and uh, he was doing something for him on his YouTube channel and started to do the pot of skew intro instead accidentally. So it's it's uh, we have a recording of that that we we used to use for our commentary intros, but that's we've changed that since. But it was pretty. Uh, funny. It, it, it was uh, welcome over to the pot of skew. Fuck. Yeah, because he wasn't supposed to say that at all. But anyway. Uh, but enough of that. Uh, we in our first episode we did uh, discuss because we knew we were going to be recording and getting it out on May fourth. We did Star Wars. And it was also an easy fucking time. It is. It, it is. It was yeah. like who who hasn't seen fucking Star Wars that can relate to, like we can that can relate to our conversation. You know, I, I haven't seen Star Wars. Right. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, will I, mean, I was, to see Star I, was Wars. Watching, I was watching Star Wars in a fucking baby chair, man. Yeah. So we 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 dubbed it in honor of you know our our allegiance or love therefore of Kevin. We dubbed it Star Wars, um, <laughs> to to coincide with uh, Zach and Miri. And as such, Rico, we can already announce the title of this one because we're going on what the sequel was supposed to be. Do you remember? What you said what it was going to be, it was... You told me oh. the title, I don't remember. I don't, I don't remember. Was it like Rise of fucking... No, it had something to do... You, it was what Rogan was going to call the sequel to the porno. That's what you wanted to call oh, it. Oh, it was like Revenge of the... It was Revenge of the Shit or something? I don't I don't know. You told me, motherfucker. I'm trusting you on this shit. Now I got to look it up. Thanks. Ah, fuck me. No. Um, anyway, I guess we can't tell you the title right now, but yes, we're doing, we're, we're rehashing our Star Wars conversation, adding in the couple films that have come out since then, uh, meaning, uh, Rise of Skywalker and Solo, but we're, we're gonna go all over the universe, we're not gonna go any particular order, I mean, I guess you should start at the beginning, but we're not gonna go film by film, because we'll be here until the next anniversary if we do that, um, and... Rico and I both having played it, I would like to put a little bit of uh, phone order into this conversation as well. Uh, I don't know if you're familiar with that game, Seaman, uh, but that would be new to me. But I- I'm down to learn fast. It's uh, yeah, and we won't be getting too deep into it because I haven't finished it yet. So I don't want Rico has. So I don't want too many spoilers. So I don't want to take it too deep into the into the the nitty gritty and the finalization, but it, it is a game that came out for PlayStation Four and X, Xbox One, where it's a it's a pretty fun game. To I think we've talked about it a little bit before, Rico. I think we've referenced it, but I don't think we've actually like done like a discussion about it. I want to say I think we talked about it on a, on a get vocal. Actually, that might be. We might have done that. Yeah, but not on a proper pot of skew. So, uh, in the beginning. In a galaxy far, far away, a long time ago. Uh, I know, I fucked it up, but that's what it is. Shut up, Rego. Oh, buddy, the force is not strong with you. you <laughs> never you has fucked. been. It oh, never good. has been. So, um, on what is the week of Hayden Christensen's 40th birthday, by the way, if I recall. Yeah, so. that's, yeah. I, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what else to say apart from like. <laughs> boo, boo, bee, hope- boo. Yeah, I hope he. I hope he uh, when he comes back for Obi Wan, he's not like, you know, as Vader in the Vader suit. He's like, Obi Wan, did you understand me? Boo boo. Um, but yeah, so I guess we start. Do we go all the way back to the Phantom Menace, or do we start with the OG New Hope? Uh, we could start uh, chronological. 
chronological story-wise. Right, so Phantom. Okay. So Phantom Menace. Um, Jar Jar sucks. So what would you guys think of Attack of the Clones? Um, <laughs> Attack of the Clones suck. Let's go back to Phantom. <laughs> Um, actually, where I, where I would really like to start, because we've talked about it before, Rigo, um, but we have not had C-Man on to have this conversation. How do you rank the nine films in, in any particular order, leaving out the Rogue One and Solo for now? Just the, the saga films. Um, yes. Yeah, so for me, I, I'm slow sometimes, so I want to make sure I get... The nope, names of some fine. of the newer ones, right? But I, I, I've always been an Empire guy at, at number one. Um, depending on the day, two and three kind of flip bop, flop sometimes. But I'm typically a New Hope uh, for two, uh, Return of the Jedi for three. Uh, I'm a Revenge of the Sith for four. Um, okay. Then even though it's probably my least favorite trilogy, the the new ones kind of come in there uh, where I go Last Jedi. Um, Force Awakens, Rise of Skywalker, and then Phantom Menace and Attack of the Clones. Okay, Rico, I saw well, you well, writing. Do you want to recap that for us? Or yeah, I'm 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 trying to fucking uh, put in uh, my new. Okay, because I think we did this with Sav, but I think my we've my... done it a couple times, but the Sav one, Sav might have been the last time we did it. Yeah. All right, so I'm I am of the opinion I think Empire is the is the best film, but my personal favorite is Return of the Jedi. So I don't poo poo anybody who says, "Oh no, Empire is better than Jedi." Like I get it, I totally get it, but I have a softer spot for Return of the Jedi. Um, so it'd be Jedi, Empire, um, Revenge of the Sith. I I mean because I was I was 14 when that movie came out, so I was like. Not too young, not too old. I was just like, this is dark. We got to fucking... It was a, it was a great climactic battle between him and Obi. Um, then I go Force Awakens. Force Awakens, I've said it numerous times. Uh, JJ gave me what I hadn't gotten in a very long time, which was a new hope. I had a whole lot of respect and excitement because after Revenge of the Sith, we were like, that's it. Nothing going to happen. Blah, blah, blah. Um, then after Force Awakens, I would go A New Hope. I have I have the original sort of mid level because even though it's iconic compared to like Empire or Jedi, it's kind of fucking boring. I mean, you know, you really watch as far as I would sort of A New Hope for nostalgia reasons, and and but you watch it and then you watch Empire. Like it's it's like a great appetizer, whereas Empire is like, oh fuck yeah, there's that meal. Um, and I would put, uh, Phantom Menace. Like, again, I was a kid. I was eight. I fucking loved Phantom Menace. It was aimed for my age group. So I don't, I don't poo-poo it. Like, yeah, Jar Jar was fucking awful and blah, blah, blah. But that pod racing scene was pretty fucking epic. Uh, I, fucking Darth Maul. Like, you know, like the, one of the most iconic fucking characters ever like yeah you got darth vader you got darth maul like how how do you one up vader of all fucking people and maul was pretty goddamn iconic um i would go last jedi after phantom last jedi uh, i i have big fucking problems but visually it's really fucking good rise of skywalker 
I have more fucking questions than I have answers after, you know, when you were excited for Force Awakens and then you get Last Jedi and Rise of Skywalker, you're just motherfucker. And then Attack of the Clones, man. I fucking, I, I think that's the worst. I think, yeah, like, Jango Fett's cool. Um, it's got some of the worst fucking dialogue, it, not just in Star Wars, but just in general. Um, I, I don't fucking, I don't understand how people can view the Anakin Padma fucking storyline as realistic in any sense. If, if there was a deleted scene where he was fucking Jedi fucking mind tricking her ass into falling in love with him, then I'd buy it. But other than that, no, I, I, I just think George Lucas doesn't know what the fuck he's talking about. He doesn't understand pregnancy either. All about Revenge of the Sith. You know, all of a sudden she's pregnant in like three months and has fucking twins. It doesn't show. Go ahead. <laughs> oh, no, I was just I didn't realize that, like, I, I could have expounded on what I was like, what oh, I said. I, please well, do. But like, for, like for me, like I said, I, I think the newest trilogy is the weakest of the three. I enjoy elements of some of those films more especially some of the nostalgia beats i like the prequel trilogy more than the sequel trilogy because much like you like phantom of the menace even though i have it lower on my list i enjoyed the shit out of that because i was a kid man so like we went to kb toys i bought like a double-edged lightsaber darth maul is one of the baddest mothers of all time right like they did some great things well, I, yeah, I guess I guess that's not good. <laughs> um, but I mean, they did some really like interesting stuff in there, and I love all the Obi Wan and the Qui Gon stuff, um, and the pod racing stuff. Like as a kid, I love that stuff. Growing like just for me, like as an adult, I guess is where my rankings come in a little bit more, cause, just because the filmmaking I think is a little bit better on the sequel trilogy, but the sure. story works far better in the prequel, especially then when you take in what Filoni has done to enhance everything by having Clone Wars in there. Um, you know, that, I think that's where a lot of the, the return to loving Anakin and, and Hayden as Anakin kind of was fed with that because it made that story and that jump a lot cleaner. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I'm certainly excited to see him come back, um, specifically just knowing his kind of journey with the fans, you know, from the early days to where he is now. Um, and I'll be interested to see what he does. And hopefully if he gives them good content, I think Hayden can deliver. I, I'm of the, one of the biggest problems with clones. Cause he just, he didn't get anything good in that movie. It, it's not that he's a bad actor and he did what he could with that shit. But I, I want to say, even if he don't, he does deliver bad acting in Obi-Wan Kenobi and shit. I'm still going to be like, I'd rather he come back as opposed to recasting it. I'm more interested in continuity as opposed to let's recast. I, I, you know, Hey, you cast this motherfucker. You got to stick with him. Especially if you're bringing back Ewan, right? Like if you're going to bring back McGregor, you kind of have to bring back Hayden. Right. Sage, what's your list? I've been thinking about it and I don't remember what I said when we were talking to Sav and I don't know that I'm having trouble right now because unlike you guys, I am a huge fan of both the sequel and prequel trilogies. Um, Rico, you you know I'm I am quite the opposite on you about uh, Attack of the Clones. I don't think it's like the best number one overall, but I've definitely got it closer to the top for me. Well, you've um, said it's your favorite more than it, a couple times. Yeah, and it's it's certainly one of my favorites. I I think it could be rivaled at this point with The Force Awakens and Rise of Skywalker for me. I like I probably like all three of those 
pretty equally um, for for different reasons. Like I I don't I don't sit here and say okay, Attack of the Clones is so good because of Hayden Christensen and you know uh, Natalie Portman or or you know Anakin and Padme. Like I don't I don't think that's for me. It's a lot of the other stuff happening in that film, like Obi Wan's investigation into the clones and how, where they come from and following Jango and. You know, I'm not as like, oh my god, Django Fett, as you know, some other people like that. I don't really care about, but but the investigation to get to find out that he exists is a thing. I I'm mm-hmm. a huge fan of the opening. Um, it's not the opening scene because it's a little bit into it, but like after they kill the worm things that are gonna kill Padme, and they're chasing the bounty hunter all through Coruscant and. Like, that whole sequence, including when they go into the bar, like, Rico, you and I have made the joke a couple of times about the death sticks because we just think it's funny, but, like, I love that whole sequence. So, you know, while, you know, Hayden is a bit whiny in the thing, and I can't argue with that, you know, Anakin's a bit whiny, but then again, I would also argue if you don't have him as that, you don't get to the point where he wants to be Vader. You know, like that's you know that's kind of the argument I think I've given you a couple times is that if if he's not, you know, especially the whole like, you know, where he's I remember the, I don't remember the exact words, but they're in Padme's apartment, hotel room, whatever it is, on Coruscant before they're about to leave to go back to Naboo, and he's talking about like. And it seems worse. He doesn't trust me, and he doesn't, you know, like he's just ranting about all the stuff that's wrong with with uh, Obi Wan, and you know. And I think without those moments, you don't get to a point where he be, he he want you know can turn to Vader, you know. I so I would add that I don't think it's a problem with those scenes. I think you're right; those are integral to the anger and and evolution in Vader. What makes me fucking more upset is the lines where he like we're clearly Padme is super uncomfortable. Like she's like, "Don't look at me like that." He just even like, "Why not?" It's like because it makes me feel uncomfortable. He just leers at her and sorry, my lady. And then she's like, she almost died from the fucking worm things because she turned off the camera because fucking Anakin was creeping on her. Like you know, like. That's more of what I have a problem with is how Lucas was like, oh yeah, this makes a whole this the Vader fans will love that he's a total fucking Well, I, I don't even know that he was going for the Vader fans at that point. What I think he was going for, and I agree with you, he didn't succeed very well, was the you know, he's a young he's a teenage boy who's not really had much experience in dating because they're not supposed to date as Jedi, you know. I, and, I agree. And, and so he was trying to write this awkward teen uh, thing. It wasn't and it awkward. It was creepy. No, that's I didn't. I, I, well, I was as I was about to say, he didn't succeed very well. But like that's, right. I think that's what he was going for, as opposed to ooh, Vader fans will dig this, you know. Right. So I, I, I dig a lot of the stuff in Attack of the Clones. I feel like you get a lot of the same feels in both force awakens and rise of skywalker in a different way in terms of like you know they're they're looking you know in rise of skywalker they're looking for the 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 way way fit not wayfair um pathfinder pathfinder i thought it was wayfinder wayfinder is what it's called i think whatever the sith holocron yeah yeah um you know they're looking for it there 
you know, <laughs> in Force Awakens, you know, it's it's trying to figure out, you know, get BB BB eight back to the resistance, you know. So like you have these 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 missions that were um they really kind of stand out to me and and you know the film quality because and I mean it's not a dig on the original trilogy it's 19 you know the 70s and in, in the early 80s it's, they worked with what they got and for what they had I mean they 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 put out some fantastic films so like I'm not shitting on the original trilogy in any capacity but they're probably middle of the road for me you know the the I I would I would if I if I'm doing it loose and I'm sure I could flip flop a bunch of these but I, I would say probably just to stay consistent, Rico, based on what you said and remembering some conversation we've had, I'll go Attack of the Clones, Rise of Skywalker, Force Awakens, uh, Jedi, Sith, uh, Empire, New Hope, Last Jedi, and then... Actually, I'll go Phantom Menace over Last Jedi. I really don't like The Last Jedi. Like, it just it's just so disjointed from the rest of the continuity that it just doesn't make any sense to me it's it's almost like a solo film you know and yet it's episode eight so you know the only the only positive for me in last jedi is i i did enjoy the sequences with ren on the island with uh not ren ray on the island with uh with luke even though luke was a bit surly and kind of anti-jedi um and then um, it that was pretty much him doing a Harrison Ford impression. And 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 let's be real, we uh, there's not one of us that didn't get a little hard when fucking Yoda showed up to talk to to Luke at the end there towards the end. I mean, you know, and then the fight. Uh, you know what? I'm gonna flip flop it. I'm gonna put Phantom last because that fight scene at the end is pretty awesome. I I will give the on the the salt planet. I think it's pretty impressive. So. Um, it's just a lot of the stuff in the middle, like the casino shit, you know, it just doesn't make any sense, you know, um, to me. And, and look, Benicio Del Toro's a fine enough actor, but I hated that character. And I guess you're supposed to, but like, I really didn't like that character, you know? So, um, but that's me. So I guess if I, if I were to, you know, like expand a little bit more on just like where, yeah. or just on the movies in general, since I just kind of went through the order real quick. The thing that, like for me, across all of the movies, they all have phenomenal moments and they all have their dips, right? Um, but when I look at the, the the all nine, the original trilogy for me, I think is the most coherent. It's the one that I'm most invested in, probably because it's the series that I grew up watching. Um, and that's, you know, for, 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 and for me, those are just the best made and told stories. Um, I love certain elements of the sequel trilogy, right? Like I I like the right character, although ultimately I don't think they really did because I like Daisy, but I don't think they did what they could have done with that. I think the Kylo storyline and arc is the best uh, of the entire trilogy. uh, And that's the thing that I really like about those. There are some phenomenal sequences, uh, specifically in Rise. I mean, that final battle and the lead up to that where they're on the ship with the water and stuff. I mean, some of the lightsaber sequences are awesome. Like, I I love in in Rise how they kind of combined all the things that they had done previously with those characters. Let it be raw and emotional, but also let it be inventive and and kind of creative in the way that they use the lightsabers, which is what I love in in last Jedi. And for me, I just, 
out of those three, like, yes, from a storyline standpoint, you kind of sit there and you go, well, a lot of those decisions were odd, but I appreciated of those three when you look back at them, what Ryan was at least trying to do something that was kind of interesting. Um, There's lots of moments in that movie, I think, that are really great. And like you said, Rico is a gorgeous movie across the board. There are lots of moments in that movie where you do, you scratch your head, like the casino, the whole thing. Like if they end up getting the, that mission that they create accomplished, then I have less problems with that scene. If you maybe have Lando at that casino, I have less problems with that scene, but the way that it ends up playing, it just kind of doesn't work. Um, and then when I look at the, the prequel trilogy, I just think, it's got some of the clunky, like it's got some clunky moments and McClunky. Yeah. McClunky. (laughs) (laughs) But you know, it has some clunky moments and some of the storytelling. um, Like, I think the overall story, when you look at what those three movies are telling work really well. And I think they function far better than the sequel trilogy. I just think that some of the stuff that Lucas was focused on, you could have tweaked in way. I mean, a lot of the, I mean, the politics, parts of those movies are critically important to the story just watching it play out on on a screen sometimes can be a a bit boring and like you i do think with clones the obi-wan stuff is phenomenal like that's a great obi-wan movie it's just the anakin and the whininess stuff it's just like when you know that you're getting there and i do understand you need some of it or at least some of the conflicted feelings that he has i just think it could have been executed better than what they did with it um, but overall, when I look at them, like for me, it's the original trilogy is the best storytelling of the nine. Then I think it's the prequels and then it's the sequel trilogy, which I mean, it's some of the worst storytelling I've ever seen when you look at an over like outside of the Kylo Ren arc. Like it's just, it's, you can tell that there was no game plan, you know? Right. And I mean, Ryan Johnson said it himself, like he expected to come in and see a whiteboard with like, Hey, we need you to do this and then make your movie in here. And it was just like. Hey, Ryan, go make your Star Wars movie. They didn't have a Kevin Feige. Right, No, there was no Kevin Feige, which you would have thought would have been Kathleen Kennedy or you would have been smart enough to just bring in, like, Dave Filoni and be like, you know. And, I mean, they had access to Lucas early on. Like, you would think you would have come out with a full-on game plan with that team right at the beginning and then let your directors and writers go do what they want to do. I mean, Marvel does it all the time. And it's just strange that you didn't, figure out a way to do that appropriately. Um, well, which I mean, is why I, I love Dave Filoni so much, because he's just going to go in there and fix the entire thing. So that's awesome. To, to your point, though, I would have I would have thought maybe J.J. would have been the brainchild, the Kevin Feige, if you will, of that whole, you know. Because, um, and honestly, like, you, you might have issues with the, the storytelling, and I'm not going to sit here and necessarily defend that. But what I will say is that, like, Enrico, you had said this, you had agreed with me, I should say, when I said this, when I first came back see, from seeing Reza Skywalker, like when we did the the individual episode on that that episode, right. on that show, or whatever, um, J.J. saved that, that trilogy. Like, if if they, you, you agreed with me then. I, I agreed with you then, I agree, but he didn't, it's still the lower, as far as I'm concerned, because I have rewatched Rise of Skywalker a number of times to try and be like, am I being too hard on this fucking movie? And ultimately, I just don't get the fucking... It was just him panicking. It was Meaning JJ. It was him being like, fuck, Ryan Johnson fucked this up for me. 
Kathleen Kennedy doesn't know what the fuck she's doing. And they expect me to fucking, you know, cater to fan service and be original and be, you know, respectful. How am I going to do this? I'll fuck it. I'll bring back Palpatine. All right. Let's acknowledge that Palpatine at one point got some pussy and had some kids. Let's not have anybody dwell on that. All right, fine. You're going to bring back fucking Palpatine. All right. A little bit of fan service. How do you, are you going to explain how they bring him back? No, you're just going to be vague and say, well, the path of the dark side, some feel is unnatural. I think writing the script was fucking unnatural. I think someone saw the Goonies way too many fucking times. And then, you know, said, you know what we need? We need like an awesome fucking dagger thing that if you stand in a very specific spot will lead you to your next fucking, you know, item thing that you're going on a quest in a fucking video game. I'm all for quests and I'm all for treasure hunts and I'm all for all that shit. I, but then when you expect me to take fucking my brain out of my skull, even for a movie called Star Wars, I'm going to get pissed off because just the simple fact of like, oh, they happen to find this really important dagger in a fucking desert that they happen to sink through the fucking sand to get. That, that is astronomically unlikely. And, and so when JJ's like, just, hey, fuck you guys, just accept it. We're like, I mean, no. That's what the problem with Last Jedi was, is that you said, you know, fuck the past, kill it if you have to. No! Respect the fucking past. That's the difference between the sequel trilogy and the prequel trilogy, is that George Lucas got it. He got his own story, which was, they're supposed to echo each other. The films are supposed to echo each other. The, the echo in, in fucking Rise of Skywalker and, and the sequel trilogy was, eh, fuck it. That's, you know, just fuck you. You're going to see it anyways. You know you are. If, if, end, if fucking Marvel pulled that shit with, like, Endgame, holy fuck. They would have, like, the nerds everywhere would have, like, we would have gotten up out of our seat and been like, Oh, fuck, I'm lightheaded. Let's sit back down. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. I, I, go ahead. Go ahead, C-Man. I was just going to say, like, because you mentioned Palpatine. I think Palpatine is a great example of what that sequel trilogy is, right? Like, him being the one pulling all the strings, when you look at it from afar, makes sense because he's been pulling the strings since the original trilogy. However, when you introduce it into the third film in that trilogy, you're you can just tell that the director and the writers are just pulling shit out their ass to get that fan service and it's a it's like it's a story element that would make sense if you did the work. They just didn't do the work in that well, series well, wait, because t- nobody talked to anybody. You well, know what and, I mean? And I would to 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 kind of argue with your point if I if that makes sense, is you, you, <laughs> you had said, green. well, no, but it's a little bit different because it's, it's quasi against, but it's also in line with. So I guess that's why it's not exactly agreeing, but okay. it's it, because you had said earlier, if they had had that co- coherent, like whiteboard of, okay, this is the whole arc and then fill the pieces in. And I'm thinking while it was maybe never written down, JJ had that. And then when they let Ryan Johnson, wait, let me, don't shake your head. Let me finish my point. I'm allowed fucker. to shake my fucking head. Go ahead. No, you're not. Um, <laughs> I'm fucking with you, buddy. Um, Go for it. 
but no, if it, I think JJ had a vision, right, and and hoped and, and maybe hoped that Kathleen Kennedy was on board. Who knows? I don't know what he was thinking necessarily, but I think he because he set the table and then. Ryan, like Ryan Johnson, fucks it up, and so he has to clean it up. And the problem is, he doesn't have the piece in the middle. I think if if JJ had helmed all three of these, with all respect to Colin Trevorrow, because I know he was supposed to do number three originally before JJ was like, nope, I have to fix the problem now. But if JJ had helmed all three of these or shared his vision, because I think he had one, right? Then he maybe that piece gets explained a little better. See, man, you know, the the, the, the part about sure. Palpatine. Because I think that was his vision from Jump. And but, I mean, my my counter to that is just that if that was his idea from Jump, then why the fuck don't you tell Ryan Johnson that? You know what I mean? Like, that, I'm, fi- I'm fine yeah. with revealing Palpatine in the third movie, but you can still do work to build to that so that the story makes more sense. Why, if he If he was thinking that at all, especially with the Snoke character... Why wouldn't you tell Ryan, like, hey, don't kill Snoke. He's going to be important to what goes on in the third movie that we need him for. It feels more like as he watched what unfolded after Force, he maybe then started to think about this idea. And then by the time they got to the third movie and Trevorrow drops out, he's like, well, now I've got this idea and we'll put it in. Well, I just don't think he had it from the beginning, because what if you did, why wouldn't you tell somebody you know, well, the, argu- the argument can be made he told Kathleen Kennedy and she just fucked off with it, didn't pass it on to Ryan. I mean, that's that's honestly... Look, I, Enrico, you and I have said this very distinctly before, and I want to stress it again tonight. We're not picking... I'm not picking on Kathleen Kennedy because she's a woman. I'm picking on her because I don't think she did a good job. You know what I mean? It has nothing to do with her really her, se- her sex. She... She could have been um, Kevin Kennedy and been equally as shitty. Like, it, it didn't matter, you know. And so it, 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 she, I think maybe J.J. did share that with Kathleen and she didn't convey the message out. Again, a la Feige, you know, so Regardless, I'm speculating. Those are, your two, those are your two producers, right? Like, those are the people whose job it is to oversee the overall vision. Right, well, that's, like that's your main job, and they they failed at that job. Agreed. The, the, if I mean, like, I'm sure there had to be a point at some point where JJ and Ryan and Kathleen were all in a room together, and like when Ryan's see, pitching his story, if JJ's got these ideas, why aren't you going? Well, I like what you're doing, but maybe we should try to do this because this will play better going into the third movie. Like, it just doesn't feel like anybody talked to anybody during that trilogy. Or even just forgetting the basic structures of characters. Like, one of my biggest bitch fits about what they did with with the Emperor was they completely forgot what the Emperor was doing. You're telling me that the motherfucker who was like, okay, I'm going to fuck up everything on both sides through po- through politics i'm going to be the ultimate sith lord and no one will fucking know i'm going to have conversations with yoda and he'll have no fucking clue that i'm the one he's looking for and i'm you know above his nose cuz yoda's shorter than him it won't be under his nose right um so to have that and then have him come back for rise of skywalker and then have him just tell everyone he's back just kind of goes with everything that Palpatine was. He's a Machiavellian, Machiavellian uh, villain. Machiavellian. <laughs> uh, 
and and for him to just be like, hey, I I've been fucking the puppeteer this whole fucking time. Also, I'm gonna tell everyone. It's like it, it just doesn't make any sense that the motherfucker who is the master of surprise would just say, hey, <laughs> fuck you all. I'm back. What are you gonna do? Uh, uh, and then I and and then it just it was super fucking confusing. And I'm sounding angry because I'm fucking angry because Star Wars is kind of important to people that like Star Wars. If you just if you're a blase fan, that's fine. You can enjoy the movies. You can enjoy the explosions and the, all that shit. But if you were like you know a, like well, like I'm assuming we all were obsessed with Star Wars when you were a kid and then just kind of couldn't drop that fucking obsession. Like you know we all had fucking. At one point, all of us sat on our couch and, like, tried to do a force pull on our fucking remote. Like, that's how much... Like, we know it won't happen, but we want to see, just in case. See, I... I okay, being, being the oldest one in the room here, I... I... I grew up more on the original trilogy than either of you. You know what I mean? And that's just a, just a, a fact. But I... And while I've always enjoyed them, Star Wars didn't really become a... Th- Thing, thing for me until I was in my till till the prequel trilogies actually, and I could kind of say, you know, I I went to the to the theater myself to see these films. You know what I mean? Like so, that doesn't make them more important, or or, or definitely doesn't shit on the original trilogy by any means. That's not what I'm saying. But the the point is that like to your point, Rigo, of the growing up, you know, it being a thing your entire childhood that you don't like go of it. It wasn't that for me. Like I didn't get into it till. Like as heavily as I am, until I was in my late teens, early twenties, because *Phantom Menace* came out when I was nineteen. So I, you know, to your point about the target audience for the prequel trilogy, I'm I'm well outside that demographic, right. you know. And but my point is that you may not take it as seriously as as Seema and I do, but you still can understand. Oh yeah. For the most part, where we come from. Oh yeah, yeah, and yeah. And that's yeah. the difference. Yeah. Is is. Someone like Ryan Johnson who completely misunderstood Luke. Like, I'm not saying Luke shouldn't have been grumpy and dismayed because fucking Obi-Wan did it. But then Obi-Wan and Yoda eventually, like, turned the other cheek and fucking tried training another student and tried saying, like, this is our only fucking hope. Whereas Jake Skywalker, as far as I'm concerned... Uh, as as Mark Hamill refers to, he's like, I don't, I don't think that was Luke. That was some other motherfucker <laughs> on another island, you know, uh, just fucking around with Ray. And it just let me let me put it this way: if let's say Luke, no matter what, was going to die in the Last Jedi, right? At the end, boom, Luke is dead. Why would it have not? Like, what would have been the problem with him actually being on the fucking uh, salt planet? Like what? What was the problem? Like, why do you have to do a fucking uh, a goddamn uh, force meeting? Well, because you know? I personally, I think it was it was by by not being easily. Because look, if he had been there when when you know to to paraphrase Thanos when Kylo unleashed uh, rained fire on him, you know it. It wouldn't. It would have ended right there with with him doing the force projection. It allowed it. It allowed that time that that they needed to get away. You know, so that there's that. Um, 
I I don't know. I I didn't mind the force projection portion of it. Like that didn't bother me really. So you don't think so, that would have that would have shown how powerful Luke has become, where he's able to dodge, deflect, rain, you know, fire raining on him. That it was just you know him doing a fucking trick and. I mean, I get what they're going for, but if you're going to kill Luke off anyways, it, it just sort of takes the fact that, like, his interaction with his sister kind of was just like, well, he just basically, you know, he FaceTimed her. He FaceTimed her instead of actually being in the room saying goodbye. So, like, for me, like, uh, the, the Luke stuff, again, it's like what the problem is with this trilogy I don't have an issue with grumpy Luke. I don't have an issue with Luke kind of being down and out on things. If you do the work and you tell the story, like if you would have had Luke in force awakens and would have told some of that early Kylo story to kind of tee that up more, that storyline can work. They just didn't do the work for it. Right. And then when you get to the force projection thing, it's one of those where it's like, I kind of love that idea, right? Like right. Jedi are the ultimate like mind fuckers, right? And like that's the ultimate mind fuck move. However, right. and even though like logically the way the movie is set up, like Luke wouldn't have been able to get there because the X-wing would have needed a droid and he didn't have, you know, R2 with him. But again, it's a fucking movie. So but, if you no, want no, no, no. Luke she, to you... be there, okay. I, you know, it's just one of those things where it's frustrating because if you want Luke to be there, you just write it so that Luke can be there. And why not, like you said, give the fans what they want? We've been waiting to see Luke come back and wield a lightsaber, show how powerful he is, not with his mind fucking, but with his raw lightsaber and, and force. I mean, we've seen Yoda stop a shit ton of fucking, you know, laser blasters and send them back. Like, if Luke is the ultimate guy, he could theoretically take all that shit on and then be standing there at the end and actually be there. If it's just Luke the decision is, making you have to make. If Luke is of the, if Luke, see, what I didn't appreciate is it looked like they were going to expand and explain the whole gray Jedi concept. And they really didn't like him saying, Oh, the Jedi must end. Well, all right. It, it, elaborate motherfucker. Well, like, and again, that's like, it's, it's stuff where like, it, it makes sense when you think about it, if you're thinking the story out, but I have to do way too much fucking work to get there for it to make sense. And that's the problem with the sequel trilogy. I don't want to have to fucking buy an extra book that Disney releases to fucking find out some extra shit. You, you have so much money. You have the resources of being able to put it. And it's not like we won't sit for three fucking hours to be fan serviced. If, we just sat for four hours from Zack Snyder, so I think we can sit for yeah. three hours from, from JJ. <laughs> yeah. And I, mean, I wasn't even, like, that excited for Justice League. That's the difference. If, if, if they released a fucking, uh, uh, a, a, I don't know, a fucking Disney cut or something, I don't know, a fucking proper cut, a Lucas cut, release the, the Lucas cut of fucking <laughs> Rise of Skywalker. Um, I mean, it's, it's one of those here, where... Like, see, man, here's my point, is that he the, the the fucking Tie Fighter, not Tie Fighter, the the X Wing, X Luke's X X Wing, Ray fucking flies off with it. Yeah, you don't, you don't you don't you don't need a droid to to fly that thing. You don't right. It's it's so it's totally an added piece, but the, no, doesn't the X Wing end up back in the water? She takes the no, she, she takes the X Wing, the Millennium Falcon. No, no, she takes the X Wing to get to the Falcon. 
She she flies when she when she when she lands when she lands actually when she lands on Exegol. Thank you. But she has R two, doesn't she? Nope, nope. She's one hundred percent by herself at that point. See what I'm saying? Like they, we thought about this more than they fucking did, and they wrote it. That's one of those like we could like we could sit here for the next four hours and make that storyline for those three movies work by filling in all the gaps, but that's just too much work for any person to have to do for something (laughs) to make sense. Well, I mean, that's kind of the whole point of, of like this episode, but like, it's no longer fun to have to mad lib star Wars. It's not as enjoyable. And that's the problem is that like, I could look at the prequels and be like, ah, well, Jar Jar sucked and blah, 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 but it makes sense. It, the story while I may not enjoy certain scenes of Phantom to Rise of uh, to Revenge of the Sith, it more or less makes sense. It, it you know as long as Anakin is believably turned into Vader, and 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 Obi Wan is a fucking you know hermit, and then you know they've got a couple kids, and the Jedi are dead, and the Empire starts. That's all the key elements you need. But George Lucas had an easier job because he knew what was he needed to have happen, whereas the sequel trilogy could have gone in any direction just to really fuck with us. It could have been, you know, it could have been empire ending. It could have been a Jedi ending. It could have been, um, it could have just been a, a way to end the Skywalker genealogy, or it could have been like, Oh, well, by the way, Ray's fucking pregnant because what we didn't reveal is that, you know, she and Kylo got down and dirty when they were doing that fucking weird force touch thing that they somehow that is fucking schmeek and like be get First pregnant time. for no goddamn reason. You know, with Anakin, then I'm sure Ray could have. Well, first of all, I I liked I liked, and I don't know what you guys think of this, but I do have another question, Rico. So please, and it's about uh, perception of the film. So don't let me forget to ask it. But it I I did like in especially they they utilize it the most in Rise of Skywalker, but they started in Last Jedi. Um, the being able to feel like when they're when they're force communicating, I guess would be the way to call it but force timing force timing timing, yeah where he can like he was able to grab the necklace off her her neck and it was in his area instead like it it transferred i like that i think that's a cool force feature that we had not seen yet that probably always existed that it just it wasn't explored for whatever reason or maybe these these two had more powers or different powers in a way just because of whatever reason and and who you don't need that specifically explained at least i don't think you do but the fact why why do you need to have all that explained like every detail i'm trying to imagine what the random new order stormtrooper is looking at at kylo ren just like waving his lightsaber at nothing because kylo ren might be fighting with ray through some fucking well, if you'll pardon the pun, fucking force field, but uh, I, it just it, it, cinematically it's interesting. But they have to explain that. I'm so sick and tired of having to having to figure it out myself, or read an extra thing, or have too many goddamn theories. That's what kind of did this for what did me in was it's not that I was pissed off that my theories weren't fucking acknowledged or or what they didn't go the direction. But I spent so much time obsessing for it that now I'm just kind of like, I don't even have the urge anymore. Like, when I watch The Mandalorian, I don't give a fuck anymore if if Gideon is going to fucking do anything or if Grogu is this. Like, I do on a pod askew level, but on a personal level, it, it, 
Rise of Skywalker and Last Jedi wiped me out in terms of like trying to figure out who the fuck Ray was. And I had a great fucking thing. And I, and then it's just, no, instead it's do it. Yeah, suck it. I, I think you're being overly cynical, honestly. I think that's funny coming from you. <laughs> I, I don't think you're overly cynical. I do think that what Filoni and Favreau are doing is like, exciting like it, it that stuff has re-energized me for star wars and just I, to be I'm, able I'm to viewing see it as entertainment is what i'm doing i think they're great at what they're doing but i'm not going to be like is was grogu there when fucking you know uh you know when, when kylo ren took down the the new order what did, did kylo kill Grogu? i don't give a fuck anymore <laughs> Well, I mean, that's fair. And that's probably just a general good lesson to have, right? Like, if you're going to go so far in, and then when it doesn't go that way, it kind of rocks you, being able to recognize, like, you know what? I'm just going to enjoy this as Star Wars entertainment than, like, right. trying to dive in and figure this shit out. Like, right. you know, you'll probably be able to enjoy it a hell of a lot more. But I think well, it's very can... exciting all the things they have set up in front of them right now. Well, we can enjoy Mandalorian more because... It's a completely original story. Yeah, they got Ahsoka Tano. Yeah, they got Luke. But really, it, they're they're keeping to their own mythology oh, without... Sure. So we it, it is a show you could just be like, fuck yeah, I'm entertained. And yeah, but if, I mean, if you want to go from that perspective, I've already got problems with some of the stuff they've done there. You know? Yeah, because uh, Star Wars fans, we're never going to be fucking happy. Well, it's not just that, though. But I mean, like, and, and, and see, man, we haven't had a chance to talk to you about this, but like... You know, one of the things that they, they really pushed in season one of Mando is he does not take that helmet off in front of other people, period. He's done it sure. twice, at least twice, if not three times now in episode, in right. season two. And, you know, like I don't count the droid in one. And see, at the end of season one, and the finale of season, that's because that's not real people. With all respect to droids, it's not. Oh, well, I mean, you know, in all in all honesty, once he does it once, you know, then it's kind. Of, I think it's the beginning of him starting to understand that, like, it doesn't have to be that way to still mm. be a Mandalorian. You know what I mean? Like, I think he's starting to learn more things that there are, and then just the connection with the kid is just. I, there's no way you couldn't fucking have him take that helmet off, man. So I can, like, if they didn't take that helmet off, I don't sob like a baby. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. CJ, what were you going to say? Um, you going to ask us something? Well, you kind of answered it because I was going to ask you why you, and I kind of use that collectively, but more you, Rico, than Seaman, because while Seaman seems to have some problems, you seem fundamentally more angry about it. <laughs> um, you know, why the three of us can can look at specifically the the sequel trilogy and i can sit back like i watched the rise of skywalker again last night to get ready for this because i've only watched it up to the up to that point twice so i wanted to get another viewing in and it it still plays for me like i i i don't have a problem like so why is it that i can i can look at that and even I mean, look, I I see I see the problems with Last Jedi, but I'm not as fundamentally upset about a lot of it as I know you are. You know, well, actually, I think we're pretty much on the same page for Jedi. So Last Jedi, so we'll we'll throw that out the window. But like Force Awakens, which I know you like better than the other two by a pretty good margin, but yeah, I would say I like it even more than you do by a pretty good margin. So 
I can look at those. No, I'm just saying compared to our, because you had it like what mid mid level ish. It was fourth. It was fourth on my list. Fourth. Okay, fourth. Okay, well maybe, but I'm saying. Well then, the if you want to just if you want to just stick to Rise of Skywalker, whatever. But the point is like I don't know how I can fundamentally look at that and and have such a differing. I mean, we're allowed to have differing opinions, of course. But like, why is it that I can see it so differently? Like well, I don't. This is well. Let me answer. This is not. This is not a, uh, a a bash at you. Yeah. But you know that I'm I'm more of the movie obsessed one out of the two of us. Oh sure, sure. So I take this shit way too seriously, and I acknowledge that it's a sickness. I'm working on it. Um, <laughs> I don't know that you're working on it. It's a sickness. No, sir, I, I I I do this with you every fucking week. That's helping. Okay. I get a lot of the anger out. Oh, okay, um, fair enough. But see, let me. I'll, I'll I'll explain it in the best way I can. Endgame gave us the fan service, and we were like, like the fucking Avengers assemble scene. I don't understand why they couldn't have done the same thing with an "I am all the Jedi" scene in Rise of Skywalker. I, you know, because we heard voices. Yeah, we heard Samuel Jackson. We heard Liam Neeson. We heard. Two versions of Obi Wan, which is just fucking confusing. Um, you also you also heard Yoda and Yoda. You Vader. heard uh, uh, Anakin, voice technically. Yeah. Heard the voice actress who played Ahsoka Tano. It wasn't Rosario Dawson. It was Ashley Eccleston. I think her name is mm. um, something close to that. Yeah, yeah. It, I mean, they went that above and beyond extra level of. We're going to put everybody here. They brought in fucking Freddie Prince Jr. from the fucking Rebels show. Yeah, I saw him like, in the what? credits. I was wondering why he was in. He plays, one of the, he plays the lead Jedi in Rebels. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so you have that. You, ha- you have all these guys basically, you know, hey, can we call you up and we need you to give us a line of dialogue, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, but fucking Endgame actually had the people there. And we were all like, fuck yes. Like, I cried at watching Endgame. I expected to cry watching Rise of Skywalker. No, you cried watching Rise of Skywalker, but for very different reasons. For very fucking different (laughs) reasons. You're right. And I just don't understand why it couldn't... Like, how... If you're going to go the fan service way of trying to fucking, like, we don't want to piss off the fans, then go that extra leap. Have the fucking... Have Liam Neeson and, and Ewan McGregor... Uh, and fucking Samuel Jackson stand behind Ray as Force Ghost, just kind of all like putting her their hands on her shoulder to help propel. Look, I'm pissed off about Rise of Skywalker because I don't think they explained it really well. I'll give you an example. Palpatine does this whole thing about how he needs Ray to be killed for some reason. Like he sends Kylo to go kill her. He doesn't do that, and then. Now he's like, okay, well, now you're going to be the Empress Palpatine because you're my granddaughter. And then she's like, no. And then he's like, well, I need you to strike me down so that I can, like, my power can possess you, essentially. And she's like, no. So she kills him and wins. And my question is, wouldn't he fucking be in her body? Like, I, I, I don't understand. And I'm 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 almost thirty. I should be able to understand some fucking fan fiction. 
that's that's my fucking problem is that I I thought I had questions with Last Jedi. But then I thought Rise of Skywalker was going to answer that shit. It didn't. It just kind of it, it it's just more of a confusing viewing than anything. Yeah, I th- I think it's one of those like I can like I I'm almost in the middle to a degree but like you two are talking because there are times where I'm totally with Rico but I can also understand CJ because certainly the fan service element specifically in Rise like when I saw that I did the 24 hour marathon and I got to the end and I thoroughly enjoyed that movie in the thralls of having watched Star Wars for 24 hours because there's some wonderful fan service moments there's some wonderful action set pieces there are some decent payoffs to some of the characters like I said I think that Kylo story is where I'm invested the most there um it's just so I can understand why someone could enjoy those films a lot. Um, and you know, and I can see the things that the, uh, the positives there. It's just one side. Like if you go back and you look like I, my, both my reviews, I started, my first review was last Jedi. So like that and rise I, I have out there, you go back, you look, I, I'm fairly positive on both of those movies sure. because in the moment, when you're 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 on that Star Wars high, specifically because you've had so many moments that make you go, oh fuck yes, oh that's awesome, oh they did that, you you know you, you're kind of riding that, and then when you sit down and you sit back, you go, well, that makes even less sense than I thought it did in the moment, and like in the moment it was like, well this doesn't make total sense, but I'm gonna forgive it because I'm riding this high right now, and it's right. just like for me when you go back, you start to see those errors and the, the ways where they could have gone like there's that storyline as a skeleton, I think can work. You just have to do different things to make it all connect. But like, it's just, you can just tell the disconnection between the three movies and it feels like that the most, because the third movie just ultimately decides to ignore most of the second movie after the second movie decided to ignore or just Everything. rewrite. <laughs> everything from the first movie so no, like, everything you know like it, everything everything <laughs> like it, it's it's just it's it, it like i can understand like i said i can understand someone who likes these movies because in the moment i certainly enjoy them and even now like i'll watch them and now i'll enjoy them because for me every movie has two to three or four fantastic moments that that are just great star wars moments and then all of them have, you know, some of them maybe one or two things where you're like, well, they could have done that better. But then there are others that have like four or five, six things because the storytelling is just not there. Right. I've, I've been saying this recently. I'm not a writer, but I am a rewriter. Like, I'll watch a movie and I'm just like, that doesn't work. And here's why. Like, yes, Han Solo coming back as a vision for Kylo Ren. It's beautiful. It's quaint. It's what he needs. It's a nice mirror opposite image of what, how he killed his father to begin with, how it's the death of Kylo and the rebirth of Ben. Um, if I was JJ and I'm writing that fucking thing, I would have had it be Anakin. I would have had it be the force ghost of Anakin because his entire fucking life essentially he's had the emperor in his fucking ear either under the guise of the emperor himself or snoke or vader turns out it's none of them it's just it's just the pal it's just palpatine which kind of makes the whole point of snoke useless to begin with um but it it if it was just if it was vader i had this whole thing i'm like if it's vader 
Vader himself talking to his grandson, that means there's there could theoretically be two different force ghosts. You have a light side, you have a red side, light and dark, because Vader turned back to the light. He's Anakin Skywalker. He had his moment of you know he had his moment of redemption. To have Vader whispering in Ben's ear is really, really interesting. And then to have Palpatine fucking be like, no, it was me. <laughs> Just kind of like, all right, well, fuck you then. Then, of all people who should come back and be like, hey, let me explain to you what is how easy it is to turn the dark side and how, how more fulfilling it is to turn back to the light is your own fucking grandfather. Yeah, your father is one thing, but like, it should have been Anakin. I, I do agree. Like, I think the Anakin move there would have hit. Like, sure, it's nice to have Han there. And, you know, it, it hits like, oh, you know, you got as much of the group as you could back, like where everybody is physically present in the movie. But the Anakin move works more. I don't like the Darth Vader thing and having there be a light side ghost and a dark side ghost. I like Anakin being one complete force ghost who knows his entire story, which makes him talking to Ben at the end even more impactful because it's like, hey, I was on the, the the good side of the force. I was on the light side. I was on the dark side and I came back. I know what that journey is. And I, yeah. I don't mind the idea that it's Palpatine fucking with with Ben if, if he's hearing that because right. that like I think that makes because in my world, I'm just more of a I like the singular force ghost. I don't I don't think it's a terrible idea just for me. I would. I wouldn't steer it that way, but that well, payoff I'm, I'm, of Anakin talking at the end would, would hit so well. I agree with you that now it doesn't make sense, but with the, with, if you, at the time with force awakens, just being what it is with him saying sure. like, you know, come back and help me grandfather. I'm like, who the fuck is talking to him? Then it, it, at the, if you're, it wouldn't be Anakin. It would. And I, I don't know, having sure. two different versions somewhere out there might explain the Luke Skywalker we got in the fucking island. That's the dark side version, as far as I'm concerned. That's the Joker version. That's that's Joker Skywalker. Hey, look, I I really try to look at these as individual films in the same sense that we could look at the original trilogy and the prequel trilogy. But I think, especially because of Marvel, we've kind of been spoiled where everything has to be interconnected and then fucking you know. Did Vision fucking know Wanda? And fucking did did Tony Stark finally get his his uh, conclu- uh, his uh, closure with his dad? We like we want shit to fucking be have closure. We want the characters that we kind of grew up with to have a good final resting place and a good final act. So I can't unfortunately look at the sequel trilogy as individual films. As far as I'm concerned, it's it was a really strong start and it was a really weak finish. Even with just the thing of Ray, you know, she's, you know, JJ is introducing a, a real good mystery because he didn't fucking know. And then Ryan Johnson was like, no, fuck that. She's just nobody. But I'm also going to add fucking layers that she could be somebody. And then Rise of Skywalker was just like, I mean, fuck, fine. She's a fucking, she's, she's not a, she's not an Obi-Wan. She's not a Skywalker. She's a fucking Palpatine, whatever. But, but then you go back to Force Awakens. They're like, yeah, but what about that Force vision? Ah, the Force vision. Doesn't that kind of fuck everything up? A little bit. A little bit. Like, let's see, the Excalibur of the Star Wars films, the fucking... Anakin Luke lightsaber calls to her. Why would it call to her? She's a Palpatine. Why would it call to her? 
Well, see, it, wait, it, they, they kind of addressed that at one point. I was listening to it last night when I was watching um, Rise of Skywalker again. Because Ben, well, I guess he's still technically Kylo, Kylo at the time. He He's, ex- was it him or Palpatine? Anyway, one of them was explaining her her lineage. I'm pretty sure it was Kylo when they were doing the force to your force time to use your word, Rico. Um, he calls her. He calls her a Palpatine. Right, but he's also talking about it. And if I heard correctly, it was uh, it was definitely a Palpatine was one of them. But this the the other one, the mom, I couldn't tell which was which, the mom or the dad. So you got to give me a little bit of leeway here. But one was a Palpatine. The other one. Was a Skywalker? Nope. That's what I heard. That's that's not true. That's, okay. That you then you unfortunately heard wrong. Okay. He was acknowledging that he was a Skywalker. That Kylo right. is he's saying I'm the grandson of a Skywalker. You're the granddaughter of a Palpatine. That's what he said. He didn't okay. say that you're both. All right. Well, then maybe I, I mean, yeah. I mean, I know he said that. I know he said that too. But I thought I heard also heard. And that would explain the the calling out of the lightsaber because if she is half Skywalker in some capacity, even if it's like a different, you know, lineage somehow. If dog people made dog food, it wouldn't be sold in a 50-pound bag in the hardware aisle by the shoe polish. It would actually be food. It would be made with real, fresh meat and veggies gently cooked to preserve their nutritional value. You know, like food. The Farmer's Dog was created by dog people who cook and deliver fresh, healthy food. Try the Farmer's Dog and get fresh, pre-portioned meals tailored to your dog's needs. Tell us about your dog, build your plan, and get 50% off at thefarmersdog.com slash listen. That's thefarmersdog.com slash listen. See, man, I've said this a couple of times. I had a theory of who Ray was, and I was of the opinion that she was the reincarnation of the chosen one. Because all at the time, all the signs kind of pointed to her being the chosen one without being a Skywalker. So it would make sense that that's the lightsaber calls to her. That's why when she touches it, she's got memories of the fight between Vader and Luke. Why, uh, why she's so powerful, why she doesn't, sure. why there's this whole mystery about her. And even then, you know, in, in Last Jedi, they kind of further that plot point, but mm-hmm. being super vague where she like sees a bunch of clones of herself that maybe she, you know, was a modified clone of Anakin or Luke. There could have, they could have really gone weird and, and really interesting where she is convinced that Luke is her father. Because that's what we're trained to believe. And have him be like, no, you are my father. You are the modified, you are the Ray incarnation of my father. I'll tell you this much. Kathleen Kennedy and co would have never gotten to anything that deep ever. Never. I, I, I dig it, right? Like, I definitely dig that aspect. And it's one of the reasons why I, I kind of like Ryan furthering that she's nobody. Because it kind of calls to the fact that, like, you don't have to be a fucking Skywalker to be the greatest Jedi of all time. Or to just be a Jedi in general, which it kind of feels like like you almost kind of have to be one. But, like, the idea that, like, it could be a reincarnation of the one, right? Like, if Luke really had lost his way and was yeah. this grumpy old woman, that even plays in more to her being the reincarnation of the one. Because the one has gone and lost his way now. And he needs somebody to kind of help bring him back. Which, again... 
I think the Luke losing his way makes sense. You just have to tell the story of how you get there for it to make sense. But I, I like I like that idea of like if she's the chosen one, then yes, it makes sense that she doesn't have to be a Skywalker. And you can play into the fact that like the Force can touch anybody, and anybody can interact with it if you know the situation is right. And then she has all those memories and all those things and the power to connect to all of the Jedi of the past, which again, like you said, if you physically put them all on screen, like even people who hate the movie from a storytelling perspective are going to forgive the fuck out of that movie because that scene alone is going to make you nut so hard that it's the only thing you'll think about. And it's the last thing you fucking see in the movie. So it's all you'll talk about. You know what I mean? Right. Like, But I also, I also think that the Emperor should have had all the dead Sith behind him, sure. too. I think there should have been a Maul, a Count Dooku, a fucking Vader. Have that be... I mean, that goes with my earlier thing of sure. dual yeah. sides, because if you have Anakin, you can't have Vader. But maybe that's more the poignant point, is you can't... You, Vader's not on that side. He just kind of head nods to uh, Palpatine, be like, fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> fuck you, boss. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, like, I, I was there. How you been, man? <laughs> like, hey, remember when I threw your ass at a fucking shaft? I just survived that shit. Yeah, how you did that you me? survive that shit? I saw you explode into many little particles. Also, if he's a clone, he wouldn't look old and fugly. He would look young. I mean, unless they took the old DNA, and in this timeline you're saying that if you have old DNA, the DNA just matches what you looked like at that time, in which case, then he, he would be old and decrepit. Well, that's my theory. Is I think Matt Smith, who was originally a Rise of Skywalker, I think they were going to go that route. I think they were going to go young, um, own Palpatine, and then Ian McDermott's like, fun. oh yeah, I'll come back. He's like, oh fuck, alright, Doctor Who, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> that's, that's fair. Your um, Doctor Who's on second, that's who you are. Um... We probably should get to some of the other films, but I do wanna I do wanna finish off the 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 um sequel trilogy with something that I, I was thinking about last night and I've thought about throughout the time that these have been around, but it really kinda occurred to me again last night how at least I like the fact that the the primary protagonist the or the Jedi in this instance at least, maybe not the primary protagonist was a female. I liked that the, 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 you know, I know Rico, I know you're a huge fan of So Katana, you know, so you would have loved, you know, for maybe not her to be a part of this, but for them to do something about her more than the one episode of Mando. But, you know, as a, as a, a whole, huge, I'm a huge fan of women. Uh, yes. I, I don't, I don't refer the, to them as Mary Sue's. I didn't say that. Did I? No, 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 oh, no, no, no. Oh. I'm not saying you did, but, that's a fucking trope that, you know, anti-feminist men or, you know, closet anti-women, they refer to that. They refer to someone like Ray, who gets all this inexplicable powers without any training as a Mary Sue. I'm not even you worried know? about the power without training. Just the fact, even if she had gotten it all through training, just the fact that she was the primary focus is what I really right. liked about it. You know what I mean? Like, as opposed to, you know, another another man like like finn or poe or whatever and they were great characters at least in my opinion but like they i agree but they didn't they're not the focal point there's they're, they're clearly supplement well in some in some parts of things they are but you know in what for, i'm saying in force awakens they all had equal footing and then it just became the ray show the rain and ren show uh you know it right i mean even, even fucking uh john boyega has expressed 
extreme displeasure of how they handled Finn. And I have to agree. They kind of fucking... How fucking interesting is it that we saw a stormtrooper reject that that way? And then to give him the opportunity of expanding upon that with the other trooper defectors, which I don't know why, but they were all happened to be black. I don't know why that was a fucking no, thing. There was, no, I thought that too, Rico, when I was watching last night, I did notice at least one white one. So there is not... They're not all. Okay. The, the majority okay. are, but not all. The so, majority, but yeah. they didn't... They didn't really kind of umfit of how much he had an impact. No, you're like, right. It would, I, been, yeah. it yeah. would have been really great for her to be like, you're Finn? You're FN2187? Dude, we did this because of you. Well, she kind of does say do, that. No, no. They, she didn't know who she, she she didn't know who he was. She just said, you're a defector too? Yeah, I'm a defector. Are you a defector? Yeah, we're defective buddies. Woo! <laughs> but it would have been great for him to have been the first to be like, fuck the first order. Fuck being a trooper. I went my own way. I don't believe in it. And have him start a rising of, of defectors. Blah, blah, blah. I just felt like they could have... Again, I'm a rewriter. I'm not a fucking writer. I, I looked at this. I'm just like, way to make his character just useless. He's just fucking useless. All he does through the sequel movies is scream Ray at the top of his fucking lungs. That's all he does. Unfortunately. The, the, the one payoff we don't get in for me in Rise of Skywalker that I wanted is apparently he starts to say something to her as they're getting sucked down into the desert or the sand or whatever. And you never you never find out what he was gonna say. And honestly it seems like at one point that he almost has force powers himself, if you notice towards towards the end there. It's 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 very, very well, low they, level. Very, very low level. They, what they confirmed that he was supposed to say I'm force sensitive. Oh, did that, they like, see I was, didn't yeah, yeah. The, uh, post, post. After the movie was out, that yeah. somebody in, in there confirmed that like the script originally was going to have him say he's or or that's what he would have said had it not. I think the script was the way the script was, but what he would have said would have been that he was force sensitive. Which is like, then why not just have him fucking say that he's force sensitive? Like, why, well, why take that away? Yeah, yeah, if I was Ray and he's just like, Ray, I need to tell you something. I'm force sensitive. She's like, well, fucking do something, motherfucker. Like, <laughs> my hands are tied. Like, pull us out, bitch. Yeah, yeah. Um, Stop being a trooper and be a Jedi. Yeah. Um. So where do we go? Where do you want to go? I don't. There's a lot of places to go. We we have two solo films, pun intended. We have the the remaining six films in the saga, and we have the game and Mando. So well, I'll Seaman's the guest. We've been bitching about this for years. Yes, well, I, he we, has, to be fair, he has too, just not to us. So. <laughs> right. Um, you know, one of the things that I, I really love um, that you get in, like, uh, I think it was one of the documentary episodes of the first season of Mando, is Filoni talking about the duel of the fates and how, like, that, like, th like the genius to what Lucas was trying, like, was doing in all of that stuff, how that, like, it's the duel for Anakin's soul right there. Like that's the, the very beginning of it. And if Qui-Gon wins, Anakin becomes the one without a doubt, because he has that father figure that he needs, but instead Qui-Gon loses and he gets the brother figure in Obi-Wan, which allows him to be vulnerable to the dark side to eventually turn. And then the fact that it's the son that has to come back, to save him, to make him see the ways of his wrongs, to come back to the light side. Like his explanation 
of that is the reason why I love Filoni so much. Like that guy gets Star Wars in a way that not even the most diehard Star Wars fan get. Like he just, I mean, because he has the benefit of working closely with Lucas for all those years, you know, and that breadth of knowledge, like he just, he's the guy that gets it. And it's like, that's one of the frustrating things for me is like when you see that and you like, you hear, you just hear that man say that. And you're like, can you tell all the stories? Because like, (laughs) you know, and that's, that's the thing that makes the, like when you look at stuff that way and, and some of the stuff that clone wars kind of, you know, enhances in the Anakin story in filling in that gap between those two movies. Like it's one of the reasons why I really enjoy going back to the prequels a lot and watching those stories develop because they like that's the stuff that's the stuff that the not to go back to the sequels, but it feels like they're missing. You know, what I mean, it's like that thing that pulls you into that, like, oh, man, those first six movies are this giant arc for Anakin that also includes the small arc for Luke and how that all ties together is just that for me is some of the strongest stuff from the prequel trilogies and how they kind of wrap that Anakin, that Anakin story. When you finally are able to step back and look at it, you go, man, you can see how he became Darth Vader. And just like the way that it's like, you know, the, the, the death to the son is almost the death of the father. And then the son having to be the one to kill the father to save the father, get like, Oh man, like that stuff is the stuff that ticks. And it's, you know, like I said, the stuff that I love the most about the the prequel trilogies when you go back that and like the Obi-Wan stuff and it's the best lightsaber fighting in any of the movies, those two guys. Like, that's why I'm so psyched that you got Hayden and Ewan back for the, the Obi-Wan show. Well, Cause I, like, I just want to watch those two dudes wield lightsabers all fucking day. Long. I don't like, think that's going to happen though. No, no, probably not. But I mean, I, somebody will wield a lightsaber and do something cool at some point with, and it's just like, those guys are clearly the most talented. And, and, uh, see man, Rico and I definitely talked about this on a previous episode. I don't remember if it was star Wars or just something random somewhere in the middle of the last three years. But, um, and you probably already do know this, but like I was watching a, a documentary and I forget which one it was. Cause we all know there's multiple like things to watch. Uh, where Lucas was talking about the evolution of the lightsaber in his mind, like where, like originally he kind of envisioned it like a broadsword. So the reason it's not very, you know, dynamic in the fighting is because in his eyes it's a heavy sword, even though it's made of light. It's it's heavy and you know McClunky and hard to move around and you know all that stuff. I, I had to, um, and 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 move it around. But then by the time they get to the, the prequel films, they realize that it's more like a samurai sword, where it's a lot lighter and you have a lot more flexibility in terms of the way you can move and function while while wielding it. So oh, sure. And and so that's why you had that evol, you know, I guess for lack of a better phrase, evolution of the sword, the fighting from, you know, New Hope, and and it's it's a little bit more, it's a little bit looser in Empire, but certainly not to the level of the prequels. I, I won't I won't no, make that argument, not, no. but it's it certainly it's, now that you say that, like it is one of those, like when when like Luke and Darth are throwing those sabers at each other, sometimes it feels like it looks like they are throwing something that's kind of weighty. So that makes a lot of sense. Which is what um, they were going for. But then, and then, and then they realized, like I said, that it's a samurai sword. And, and Rico, you have to help me with the guy's name because I've actually forgotten it all, all of a sudden. But he also played Darth Maul, if I recall. But he choreographed and he's like, he he's like considered to be the expert in lightsaber fighting at this point. Well, there, there's, there's two. Ray Park. There, Ray Park played Maul 
but Nick Gallard. I think that's uh, was, who I'm thinking of, though. Not right, with all respect to Ray Park, because I know I know who you're talking about with him. But I think it's Nick is the guy I'm thinking of, and he kind of yeah, choreographed the whole thing and and is like the the premier lightsaber fighter expert. If it even though it's not a real thing, he still has right. that title. So well, originally in the, in the original films, it was Bob Anderson who was also the stuntman for Vader. So he he like more or less was like, all right, it's broadswords. It's also mixtures of kendo and samurai shit, especially, especially Luke. Luke was like, you know, trying to fucking chop the tree. That was Vader in yeah, return of the yeah. Jedi and empire. And then, I mean, Lucas's like, I you know, Lucas's uh, point of view. And we happen to, we all agree is that we've never seen a Jedi or a Sith in their prime. We've seen a fucking more machine than man and a fucking dude who had three days of Jedi training. Like we don't jack. <laughs> And a fucking Muppet. Like, we don't know jack shit of how these fuckers fight. So, to see a Jedi in their prime, it would be high-octane speeding. And, the, yeah, they got uh, Nicolard. And I think Nicolard, he was also featured in the uh, Revenge of the Sith tie-in video game. And he, was in, and he was also a deleted scene in the film where Anakin fucking takes his ass down when he does the uh, Order 66 purging. And... You get to play up against uh, uh, Nicolard, uh, Nicolard's character, which is Syndralic, which is Nicolard backwards. Uh, <laughs> and it's it's fucking awesome. Like, this dude knew what he was doing. And uh, in terms of the fights, I would, in terms of- sorry, I would, I would argue, though, and because you were talking about Luke and the way he waved, you both were about the way, he, you know, he, he wields it much more like a broadsword, kendo style. Like you said, I would argue, though, that by the time we get the hallway scene in Mando, it's much closer to the prequel way of wielding a lightsaber. Not not exact, but if you're leaning in a direction, it's that step, it, yeah, it's that step in between. Yeah, and that that speaks to what you were saying with like the fact that like you haven't seen a Jedi in his prime. Like right. if we saw Luke at the peak peak, he would be moving like Obi Wan and Anakin sure. do sure. back in the prequel trilogies. Right. It, it fucks with me, though, because we, you know, I'm a big, you know, angry fuck when it comes to continuity. And as much as I love that Vader scene in in Rogue One, the hallway scene, it kind of doesn't make any bit of goddamn sense uh, when you realize that, oh, two days later, he fucking can't fight for shit against Obi-Wan <laughs> Kenobi. I mean, sure, but like. Like you just you can't go back to that at this point, you know. What I mean, like, I you either have to get inventive like they did in the the sequels, or you got to go back to the shit that everybody wants to see, which is lightsabers moving fucking ninety miles an hour and like really really tight choreography. Like I'm, that, I'm you just, have to. I'm just saying, like I, mean, I, I understand what you're saying, but like let's be be real. If you got like Darth Vader from A New Hope in that Rogue One scene. And then someone told you that there was a scene where he was moving like Anakin Skywalker doing the most badass shit you'd ever seen. You'd be pissed that we didn't get to see the other one. I think they could have toned it down. It was an epic fucking scene, but we were going to feel we were going to be like that shit was epic no matter what, because it's Vader in a hallway illuminating red. Like You don't even you actually didn't even have to show him slaughtering the fucking rebels. It could have just been like you hear a scream and then you hear. And then like, blaster fires. 
don't know. Somebody tells me that they're gonna make Vader fucking move like Anakin. I'm like, fucking sign me up every like, because I'm just I, I'm I'm an action head. So like, when it comes to like John Wick and, and just the way that action is evolving, to let us see more. Don't cut around the action. Show the choreography. Highlight the choreography. That's what you, uh, I, at least for me, that's what I want in a Star Wars film. So I'm going to forgive the fact that, like, choreography back in the 70s is not the choreography that you're going <laughs> to get when you get to the 2000s. You know, and that's the other thing, too, for me. Like, I think, like, sure, it makes sense that, like, in your prime you move faster or it's a samurai sword. But, like, I think they also had the foresight of, like, Star Wars had been out for a while and, like, you saw what fans would do with lightsabers, like, Oh yeah, you could make that shit so much fucking cooler, <laughs> and, and I think that's probably more of it than anything. So like for me, I'm like I'll forgive the fact that they move really slow in the the original trilogy because like ain't nobody even if they were moving fast, you're not gonna have choreography like you get when you get to Revenge of the Sith. So make that shit pop on screen for me. That's the, the thing point. is, is that the fights in Empire and Jedi make up for the slowness. The sure, I, mean, I, it, I totally agree. In Empire, I mean, you can. It's it makes perfect sense. Luke, you know, is you know a fucking, you know, a, a newbie with a saber. He doesn't know what the fuck he's doing, um, and you kind of get the impression that maybe Vader isn't really actually trying to kill him. Yeah. And then in Return of the Jedi, just like how Battle of the Heroes in Revenge of the Sith is a more upsetting, tragic version of Duel of the Fates, sure. uh, the fight between Vader and Luke in Jedi is really fucking sad they yeah. know who each other are and that's why i that's another reason why i fucking love return of the jedi is because it's just like we've all i mean i don't i can't speak for everybody but like we've all had arguments with our parents yeah. you know we've all been like really punished and we're all kind of like wishing in their in our bedroom like i fucking hope you fall down the stairs like we're, we don't mean it yeah. but for a moment we kind of fucking mean it and i get there's a big leap of I'm going to fuck this guy up in this, you know, this asthmatic apparatus that he is um, not knowing he's my dad and then be like, I'm still going to probably fuck up this asthmatic apparatus of a motherfucker. And he is my dad. Yeah. Like and I'm only kind of wheelie swinging back at him because he threatened my sister. That's some deep cut shit. That's that's real raw emotion. Oh, yeah. Oh, I mean, the writing there is really strong. And like I, I was one of those like when you when I'm, you're thinking about it, it's like, oh, it's slow. And you go back and the, the, the lightsaber fights in those two movies are solid. Um, but you kind of almost spoke to my point. Like, you know, he's not going full out on Luke. So like that guy existing, it's just the fact that he doesn't exist in a new hope. You know what I mean? You need that. Like that's the only thing that doesn't make any sense. Like the him and Obi-Wan fight is so slow. But if you forget about that fight, like it kind of makes sense that he might wield the, the saber like a fucking crazy madman. I don't know. Just I mean, give me fucking the, tight ass. I could have fucked up Alec Guinness just by looking at him back, man. I'm <laughs> yeah, just saying. That's, like, that's true. Alec sure. Guinness, like, nothing against him. Great fucking veteran actor. Has a great kind of, you know, duh, fucking voice and shit. However, like, even with all that shit blocking my vision, I could have fucked up Obi-Wan. Sure. And then you show me, like, oh, meanwhile, three days ago, he fucked uh, up a bunch of rebels in a hallway. With well, no light. I, I mean, again, that's that's just Lucas not thinking about like, oh, lightsaber fighting is gonna be the 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 the, the key to the future, and you well, know what I mean? Like, you're not thinking I, about that. I time. get that. I'm my my whole thing is that if you're if if I'm Lucas and I'm gonna fucking add unnecessary CGI to every goddamn movie, fix maybe, that fight. Yeah, maybe fucking use it but, where it really needs it. There's a fan video where it's they so did fucking, it, and it's so fucking tight. It's, it's so, so fucking, fucking amazing. Tight. 
And then oh, everything look. makes sense. If that's the Every, fight, then everything makes fucking sense. Just but that fucking, fan video is amazing. Dude, pay and those they CGI fucking faces on. Oh pay ass. those fucking YouTubers their fucking money. Give them money and fucking say, <laughs> make hey. Scene. Oh, my God. No, just fucking take it. That's what I'm saying. It. Take that because they, they CGI the faces in. Just take that and put it into a new home. And, and and look, no, no disrespect. I mean, clearly, they don't fucking give a fuck about previous actor who's played certain roles because you could tell that, sell that to the, what is it, the uh, uh, the Sebastian Shaw family when they fucking recast uh, Anakin with fucking young-ass Hayden, Hayden Christensen. So clearly Lucasfilm does not give a fuck. I mean, they did it with Dooku, right? Like, they face-replaced some actor who wielded the lightsaber a lot faster than... Um, you know, Dooku would have like for some of well, at least when he's flipping and doing all that crazy shit. So like, yeah. you've done the face replacement stuff. Fucking who cares? Put it yeah. in the movie. Christopher Lee was ninety two years yeah. old or some shit when he. I mean, I don't know. He died at one hundred and three or something. I'll, I'll he get might that. As well as I, look after eighty, who gives a fuck at that? I point? agree. I'm with you. You know, my dad's eighty three, and I just say he's eighty fuck years old as far as I'm concerned. Well, like you said, pay those two YouTubers and just fucking put that shit in the movie. Like I. I, w- I would much rather they <laughs> have done that than whatever the fuck. Like, my biggest gripe in Return of the Jedi with, like, the Lucas edition, with the Blu-ray fucking special edition, is when he fucking had, uh... They took away the 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 poeticness. He uh, was... The poetry, I guess. He was 93 when he died. All right, well, he's been 93 for 30 years, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> Any older, that man would have actually become the fucking Wicker Man. Fair enough. Um... He, uh, my biggest bitch that Lucas did for like Return of the Jedi was taking away the poetry of, of, uh, of Vader's, of Vader going back to the good side. He, Lucas getting fucking electrocuted. And in the original cut, Vader is silently looking back and forth between the Emperor and his son. And you can't hear anything, but you totally can hear everything. You you hear him going through this complete inner struggle, and then for the re-release, fucking Lucas had Vader say no repeatedly, like no, 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 as he's lifting the Emperor and throwing him. And I'm, dude, fucking. Sometimes silence is fucking golden. Like, how do you how do you take the Mona Lisa and fucking like? draw a mustache on it what'd you do like how did you fuck up a great goddamn scene like i'm fine with the ewoks having blinking eyes even though it's kind of creepy i'm i know we were all okay with them not blinking we were like man that's fucking you know they're little teddy bears that just don't blink now they blink it's kind of creepy but i get it but don't fuck with that scene i still think lucas called up james Earl jones was like uh, yeah, James, we need you to come in and do some extra loops for uh, for Vader. And he's like, no. All right, can you say that again maybe a couple more times? No, I'm not going to do that. All right, one more time? No! All right, thanks, perfect, bye. <laughs> it wouldn't surprise me if that's how it went. Um, You you guys were talking about the hallway scene in Rogue One, by the way. Uh, how mirrored is it in Mando when Luke shows up? I mean, that's... It's yeah, I mean it's pretty tight. Enough. Yeah. yeah, like it's definitely not beat for beat, but it's enough where it's like, oh, I know what you're calling to right now, <laughs> and I fucking love that you're doing it because, right. and I love, and I love that it's those 
dark trooper droids because it just lets Luke fucking rip. You know what I mean? Like th- it allows him to be as badass as Darth Vader is because he's not killing anybody. He's just destroying droids. And that allows you to mirror that scene really, really well without losing like, you know, the fact that I don't know if Luke would mow through everybody as viciously <laughs> yeah. as he does yeah. there. If it, if they're humans, you know, he, he did kind of silently fucking force strangle one of those fucking pig monster things in Jedi. I, it took me that's, years to kind of realize I'm like he went kind of Vader in that moment. Like that, the force choke thing is kind of a Sith move. And, and it really took me years to realize, I'm like, oh my God, Luke, what are you doing? Couldn't you just I, knock him the fuck out? But see, that makes I, sense though, because the, the, going into Return of the Jedi, there, there is that, at least I think for a lot of people, there was that question in the back of your mind is, is Luke going to maintain or is he going to flip? And so there's that little bit of, to your point, Rico, of using, you know, a dark side move for lack of a better descriptor, you know, that sets that question up during the film of, is he, is he going to flip? You know, and, and he didn't, well, but plus, you know, spoilers. Well, plus <laughs> the tire. Oh, spoilers. Uh, yeah. You're all going to freak out when I tell you who Luke's daddy is, motherfuckers. Uh, no, I mean, even, I mean, his, his outfit is black. Yeah. So, like that's yeah, kind yeah, of, yeah. it was a weird yeah. fucking choice where I'm like, dude, your role models all wore Brown. Like, you know, fucking C man here. Like, <laughs> Brown and tan. You don't, you know, I, I don't know. Well, and that's that's one of those things that, like, I wish that's what they would have focused on in the prequel trilogy, and like made that your focus is that idea of the fact that every Skywalker has a a tendency to the dark side and the light side, and like, because I would like to to, I'd love to see like if they end up doing, you know, the call Sebastian Stan. Let's do the Luke and Grogu show, and you kind of you kind of are able to dive into there and look at a little bit of the dark Luke. Like I would like to see that story element explored more. Absolutely, you, you know what I mean because it's it's the most interesting element of the Skywalkers when you look at the three trilogies. Like each one of those guys kind of teeters, and even when they are playing on the good side. You're kind of like, yeah, but like one or two things go wrong and they might tumble this. Like it's that's the more interesting stuff that you take out of the first three films, especially if you're trying to set up the Luke that becomes the Luke in Last Jedi. Like, you know, I'm fine with fucking Winter Soldier being fucking Luke. Like I I, I'm a massive Mark Hamill fan. and It's not just because of Luke. It's you know, it's it's. Everything. It's everything. It's everything. It's, it goes down to the fact that he was born in Oakland. Yeah. He wasn't raised in Oakland, but fuck it. He was born in Oakland. We got Luke Skywalker, motherfuckers. <laughs> you, you got Sinatra and Kevin Smith. That's fucking awesome, too. But we got fucking Luke Skywalker. Yeah. And Mark and uh, uh, Tom Hanks. That's, and that's MC Hammer. Yeah, I'm all right with that. I'm a tyrant. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, it's... It, I don't even know where I want to go. I I didn't have a place, so I'm 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 agreeing that I think if obviously Mark Hamill is too old to continue uh, playing yeah. young Luke. Listen, by the way, I got I gotta say I thought because there's a and I didn't fully notice it until when I was rewatching last night, but it is there. They do a um, de aging on him in. Uh, Rise of Skywalker. In Rise of Skywalker, I was yeah. gonna say, I, if anything, they kind of do it in Last Jedi. But what do you mean in Rise of Skywalker? They when they 
when they're doing the, for lack of a better phrase, flashback of him and Leia training. In between. Oh, 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 yeah, that part. Oh, I completely forgot about that. And I know it's dark because it's like dark outside. It's like nighttime or whatever. But like, I still felt like the de aging there was better than the de aging they did in Mando. I I hate the de aging job they it's, did on Luke and May in Mando. De aging is so weird because there are so many apps now that if you're just using the de aging app or like the face replace app. Like, those apps made a better-looking version of Luke than they did for the show. But I think the show was... It felt more like they were just kind of testing the waters, right? Like, how will the fans respond if we show young Luke? If the fans respond good, then maybe we call Sebastian Stan and we, yeah, we see, find then, a way to tell that story. But then, then you know what? See, and, and I got a problem with that, too, because if you're going to do that... I, I think if you're going to de-age him in, in Mando for the pure sake of let's bring in Sebastian Stan, then you don't, and look, look, I'm, I'm not an anti Mac Mark Hamill guy. I'm equally on board with both you guys about Mark Hamill. So like, I'm not, but if you're going to do that to test the waters to your point, see man, then don't de-age Mark Hamill. Just get Sebastian Stan to come in. Just start with I that. Don't th- I don't think they de. I don't even know if they de-aged Hamill. I think it was a different actor and they did the face nope. replacement shit. Nope. It, it was, was- they, they confirmed that it was Hamill there. Well, Rico told me him? they did. I I didn't do my Amanda? research. I, I'm on the well. He was he's cast. He's he's a hundred percent the voice. He's I, I was under the impression the that it was a it was a different body person there, and then I, they called I'm, him up to do the voice. I think it's not him standing there. I think he was on set to provide, like you know, excitement for the other actors. Yeah, Being like, hey, sure. I'm Mark Hamill. Isn't that cool? Um, <laughs> Um, I th- obviously wasn't him doing the, the lightsaber. It was that was yeah. totally a stunt man. They kind of like added. Well, you know, sure. And, and like, like, and again, when I say like, you know, testing the waters, like I think it was one of those things where like leading into that episode, you're sitting there going, are they going to do it? Because the only character that actually makes sense when you think about it for Grogu to have communicated with is Luke. Luke's the only Jedi at this point in time that would have been strong enough anywhere he is to have somehow communicated with him. So I'm glad that they went there because it's the correct story beat is for Luke to be the one to show up. But I don't think they were thinking, Hey, let's go cast Sebastian Stan now because if the fans get upset about it, we don't have to go back to it. That's more what I mean when they were testing the water. So like, see if you brought young Luke in, how does the audience respond to that? I I agree with you. I'm of the opinion. I think the de-aging of, of Luke in both, uh, Rise of Skywalker and Mandalorian was fucking infinitely better than whatever the fuck they did with Leia sure. in 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 Rogue One and Rise of Skywalker. I always felt like they made her eyes too fucking huge. Yeah. Um, on the other hand, I think they the de aging of Tarkin was absolutely fucking phenomenal. It's not even de aging; they I literally built him from scratch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> reconstruction right. I mean, of. Of him, yeah. I'm saying, but I mean, they they reconstructed him not just in face, but also in voice. I mean, they couldn't just keep lifting, you know, you they file and ready, you know, from fucking uh, New Hope. They had to sure. get a motherfucker to be do a Peter Cushing, um, which is why, if they were to ever, if you know, if if Mandalorian season three is about at least featuring Luke, a young Luke on a more than one episode kind of caliber, I think. Mark Hamill coming back is is going to be fine. 
I would like to see Sebastian Stan. I think, I mean, Sebastian Stan has enough respect where he says, I'm not fucking going to be Luke without Mark Hamill's approval. And Mark Hamill was just like, I think it's flattering that you think I have any control of who gets cast in Star Wars. Like, well, I mean, yeah, you kind of do. If you said, hey, Disney, you should cast Sebastian Stan. He looks just like me. And you should cast him as young Luke. Then Disney's going to be like, oh, fuck, shit. We totally need to do this. <laughs> like, we have him under contract, right? Because of Falcon. and we're, Okay, fucking, here's a lightsaber, motherfucker. Like, do your shit. I hope it's not a Mando appearance. Like I, I, I don't necessarily need to see Luke and Grogu come back. I'm, I would be more interested to see Mando go off and do his own thing again for a little while, and maybe do a Luke separate storyline that could lead. If you want to bring Grogu back at some point in these stories, that could be your way to get there. Um, the book of Luke. Yeah, you know. I think but I think I, like, you do. I, I don't need Luke to be in Mando. I think if you're gonna go back to Luke, I'd rather see him get his own series. Wait. I have, an, I have a title for a Luke spinoff series with him and Grogu. Luke, who's talking? <laughs> Good night, everybody. Um, <laughs> see what you did there. Yeah. Um, even, even funnier if you have Grogu all of a sudden speak like John Travolta. That'd be amazing. Or Bruce no, Willis. Bruce Willis. Yeah, Bruce Willis. Well, I, I mean, you're really fuck with it. You just have to be John Travolta. There, there you, you go. go. Um, too close to you. That's funny. It's my mask every day of my life. That's I like great. it. That is why I, I don't know why you're not wearing a pot of skew mask, but that's a whole different conversation. Um, well, yeah, I gotta get me one of those. Yeah, yeah. Well, tpublic.com slash pot of skew. Go check hey. it out. Um, anyway, uh, that's he doesn't want to put his lips on like our ass. All yeah, the time. I don't. I, to... I don't blame him. Um, I I, th- I think I like it was just kind of like yeah, maybe you know, you never know. Okay, sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Um, I think, I think with, to your point, C-Man, with Grogu, um, I, I don't disagree that you maybe do it, even if you don't get his own show, because I know there was some concern, not concern, wrong word, but there was some, uh, issues with, um, oh, fuck, why am I blanking on his name? Who the fuck is Mando? Pedro Pascal. Oh, yeah. There you go. Pedro Pascal not being thrilled about being in the uh, the suit the whole time, you know, and maybe wanting to just voice it or whatever. So if you're going to do another, because they typically are, what, about 12 episodes so far? They've been two 12, ep- two, I don't have it up in front of me, but two 12, 12 episode seasons. It's 10 or 11 10, or 12. 10, it's one of those. So. 10 to 12. So can we just say 10 to 12? For, I mean, if you want to look it up, see me by all means, but let's just, yeah, just say 10 to 12. Like that. Yeah. Yeah. If you have like a three episode arc in the middle where there's no Mando and it's just Luke and Grogu, that's another way to go without having its own. I'm not against sure. its own show, but if they don't want to go that far, you know, there's a there's a way to still get that. Because I think I think ultimately you need Grogu and and Mando to, to reunite. It doesn't necessarily need to happen this coming season, sure. but I think you need that reun- reunion to occur at some point. And I think, I think, at least in my opinion, having it having a separate show with Grogu would separate it too far. But having Agreed. like a that's, like that's a fair. like a a mid season arc or a congruent storyline where they like it's not with Mando, they just go, oh, meanwhile over here. You know, then they yeah. they talk about Luke and Grogu. I think that's the way you kind of 
you, you handle that. And it, it could be even right. in the season, because I think they're committed to what, season five right now, I think. Like the, the they would like Are the the studio oh. is not necessarily all the actors, but I think the studio is planning through that far, you know. So they probably they are have eight a, episode seasons, by the way. Eight episodes, okay. But even if you have yeah, like sixteen total, okay. So you could still have like a two a two episode, maybe three episode arc in the middle that I think would still work, yeah. you know. Or you could or do like a two episode prologue. That or you, know, you could even you do like um, or an epilogue. You could kind of uh, Pulp Fiction that shit where like. You you jump back and forth, you know. I mean, that's another way to consider it. Maybe, you know. You could also just have it be on the book of Fett, you know. Sure. Yeah. Presume. Yeah. You could theoretically say, well, maybe Luke fucking took Grogu to Tatooine. Well, who do we know who's like hanging on Tatooine? Fett. Yeah. Boba. Boba. I mean, that's the and that's the thing that I think, like I was saying before, it gets me so excited now is like they just have all the possibilities in front of them again. Where it felt like for a while it was like, what kind of possibilities are we going to have with Star Wars? Now it's like they've got all sorts of different ways they can go and they don't have to go down different alleys. But they've got a lot set up now where there's plenty of options for them to go places, certainly on Disney+. Plus. Well, for the characters that like like Mando and shit like that, because Mando's not in the sequels. So like they, they can do whatever they want, but they can't like obviously change too much of Luke, for example. Oh, yeah, no, no, for, for sure. Um, but I mean, there is, there's plenty of time out there where, you know, there are stories you could tell that we don't know about Luke, you know? And you could also, I mean, as much as you guys probably don't want this, you could maybe not do it the whole way through, but end up with him with that new temple where he's got Ben, you know, like maybe not to the point where, where he, they, Ben fucks off and, and crushes everything yeah. but like the beginning portions of that when when leia and han hand ben over to luke you know and i'm not saying that right away maybe have it be with grogu for a while no. other recruits and then ben kind of like appears ladder you know whatever but again but, that's what's cool like that that's on the table right like, sure it's not sure off the table at this point you know you could go all these different places but then they have to then they're in a tricky situation where it's like, well, do we recast a young Harrison Ford? We saw what happened last time we fucking did that. Well, we, we did that already. Yeah. Um, we're going to have to, you know, recast a Princess Leia. That's going to be really tricky, too, because as much as everyone likes Harrison Ford and Mark Hamill, Carrie Fisher was beloved, you know? Sure. Like, and, and she's the only one who's out of the, of the core trio. No, no disrespect to... Peter Mayhew or David no, Prowse, sure. but like, you know, sure. uh, you know, she, she was, you know, she was everyone's fucking princess. So yeah. to recast her for like a young interpretation, if, if like her and Han fucking bring Ben over to Luke's daycare and shit like that. And, <laughs> and, I, mean, yeah, I mean, again, that's where I was like, you know, it kind of felt like they were sort of testing the waters by following yeah. the story and putting Luke in there because, if the fans reacted where it's like, hey, you don't fucking touch my Luke, Leia, and Han, then okay, we'll pull off and we can tell all these other stories that exist in the world. <laughs> but if they responded in the kind of positive way they did, I think that kind of, uh, if I'm Disney, that tells me, hey, the fans are here for the story. And if the story is told right, we want to see. I would love to see Luke training Leia, right? And, like, and even that little glimpse we got in Rise... I was like, oh, God, it fucking sucks that we can't get 
that movie. So it's one of those where it's like, I think if you're telling the story and respecting the material and you're doing everything respectfully to enhance those characters, I think there's, I think, uh, at least just based off of what we got with Mando, I think the fans are open to, hey, you know what? Bring me the toys that I'm familiar with and tell me those stories I don't know. And here, and here's the other thing about that. And if you if you guys said something about this, I apologize. I got distracted by something for a minute. But if you know, like they did such a good job, you know, to use your word, uh, Seaman, and I agreed with you, reconstructing Peter Cushing. If you need to reconstruct Leia for a scene to drop Ben off, or a a small sequence of scenes to drop Ben off with with Luke, Luke. You know, yeah. then then I think you can do that successfully. Do I think you do a whole, you know, the Princess Leia diaries with a reconstructed Leia? No, <laughs> I, I don't think you do that. But like, you know, I think but but I think having her appear in a scene reconstructed with, you know, either a voice actor or, you know, snippets of audio right. re reimagined bring, in some capacity, then I think that works bring, just fine. You bring Billy Lord back in if you want to do it for a scene because i'm pretty sure they used her for that training sequence yeah right i think and the other other thing you could do honestly enrico i know you're not a huge fan of this idea probably but you were worried about recasting han i think you bring in um fuck the guy from solo uh uh uh, um fucking aaron Wright. Aaron Reich, yeah, uh, Alden, yeah. Aaron Reich. Alden Aaron Reich, yeah. Yeah, I mean, but I mean, like, I think you can look, uh, and, and I'd like to, I'd like to go to Solo because I we haven't heard Sea Man's thoughts on it. You and I have talked about Arika, but I would like to go there. But what were you gonna say? I was gonna say I, I, I have my own opinion of of Aaron Reich as Han. I would have him be that one who says, "All right, Ben, you're gonna hang out with your uncle Luke." Or uh, you know, if it's Harrison, if it's if it's Han, it's like, all right, you're gonna go fucking hang out with Uncle Luke, be a good boy. Um, then, yeah, um, if you're going to do that, you have to do it for continuity's sake. Because if you have, yeah. as much as I was more of a bigger fan, uh, a, a bigger fan casting of this guy Anthony and Gruber as young Han Solo. You know, I, I would rather they stick with what they got. If you're going to put your fucking chips on an actor, you'd be like, well, ride or die, bitches. He's our Han Solo. You don't <laughs> like it. Then too fucking bad. Especially if you're going to use other actors from that movie and other stuff, right? Like if you're going to bring in young Lando again, you're obviously going to use. Oh, uh, why am I blanking on his name? Don um, Glover. Yes, Donald Glover. Um, like yeah. you're obviously going to use Donald Glover. You have to use Alden Ehrenreich in that scenario. Um, my thoughts on Solo um, it was a fun movie, you know, like I, I didn't hate it, you know, it, it was cool to see certain things. It just felt like a checklist movie where yeah. I think it would have been, you know, it's like, how does Han get his name? Cause clearly solo can't be his last name. How does Han get his gun? How does Han get his Chewie? How does Han get his millennium Falcon? Like it checks off. How does Han get his know. Chewie? Like, like, it's, yeah, like know? he's a like, pet. How, how like does, a fucking you know, how does Han like he got a snack. Yeah. You know, like it, it, it <laughs> I wish that they would have just decided to tell a story rather than like, hey, we're going to do a young Han Solo movie and we're just going to checklist, make sure that the story hits everything that builds Han Solo to who he is. Like, I would have just liked to have known, like, uh, just a story. And I, I don't I don't have necessarily a huge problem with Alden Ehrenreich. Like, he doesn't quite fit it, but, like, you know, he he, he tried. It would have um, been perfect if it was Jack Nicholson that had played <clears throat> Han Solo. 
He looks more yeah. like a young Nicholas. Look, I, I mean, he doesn't look like him at all. Look, River Phoenix didn't look like Indiana Jones either, but yeah. it worked. You know, it, 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 for the opening scene of Last Crusade, it worked. I'm with you, see, man, when it came to the whole fucking, like, it, it is a checklist. It's here. I mean, it was it fun and exciting. Yes, because it was the complete opposite of what Rogue One was. Rogue One was yeah. the empire of the spinoff films, whereas sure. Solo was the Jedi of, so, of yeah. spinoff films. Um, I I was okay with Aaron Reich. I felt like he captured at least what the interpretation of a, what if Han Solo doesn't know what the fuck he's doing? Well, here you go. Yeah. Here's a guy. I mean, <laughs> they, they don't look alike. They don't, they're not even close to the same fucking height, but whatever. Yeah. You know, as long as a tall, furry fucking dog is staying next to you, they're all going to be short. Who gives a fuck? <laughs> um, I, they definitely bit off more. They definitely, they were definitely scared. They were like, we may not get yeah. a sequel. Let's jam everything into this. That, that was my, that was probably my issue with that was like, it felt like they just wanted to get everything in here rather than like, just tell me a young Han Solo movie. And if it's a good young Han Solo movie, then. You can make another young Han Solo movie. You know what I mean? Like, I, and that's just a general thing I have with movies, where it's like, I wish you would just focus on like, hey, here's the story that we're telling, not over cram it because you don't think we're gonna get another chance, or leave it so open ended because you think you're gonna get a sequel. Like, just tell one concise, coherent story, and then if it warrants telling another one, then tell another one. When, um, but like, as far as the cast and the, the movie was, like, it was fine, and I wouldn't care if you use those actors again you know i mean like cj say what you're gonna say because i have another point to go with his point i don't want to i don't want to cut you off well no i mean it's more if you want to stay continuity you can finish your finisher because like there was there was one complaint you and i shared that hasn't come up and i wanted to just run it past him but it's not where you guys have been going so well it's just a fuel it's 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 uh furthering his uh, argument or however the fuck you put it earlier um I had a big fucking problem in like Pirates of the Caribbean five where they did the exact same. Did you see Pirates five? Mm-hmm. So the whole part where young ass Jack Sparrow gets his hat, gets his sword, gets the compass, all that bullshit yeah. in one fucking maneuver, which is like, Hey, fuck you, Javier Bardem. It, <laughs> I, it, it was just, it's, you're telling me this guy who's been on the seat has seven seas for fucking at least 15 years had did one goddamn good adventure. And then like, <laughs> just became a drunk. So the fact that he kind of made Han Solo sort of the same thing where it's like everything that defines the character, whether it's his gun, uh, the, the Kessel run, um, yeah. the fucking meeting Chewie, like you got to have them introduce Chewie and you may have, I, I to love like, that too. That That's probably my favorite scene of the whole movie. Like I thoroughly enjoyed how they meet each other and how Chewie fucking whips him around <laughs> like that. I had fun with that sequence. I mean, you're absolutely right. It, it, it See, this is my problem with what the the newer Star Wars films were. Is just that Kathleen Kennedy and Disney. Because it's not all her fault, but you know Disney has to take a lot of the blame. They're like, we're all excited because we're gonna hire some people, and it's gonna be like we chose them for this very specific thing, and then we're gonna fire them. Like, I kind of would have really liked to have seen the Lord and Miller version of Solo. Yeah. I have nothing against the Ron Howard version. But I also would have really liked to have seen the Colin Trevorrow version of Rise of Skywalker. Because Colin was fired because he said, because he basically said to Ryan Johnson, what the fuck did you do to me? What did you do? 
did you, how did you fuck up Luke that badly? And <laughs> yeah. Ryan Johnson was just like, no, I, I like Kathleen. She, you know, she's, she's cool. You just don't understand. You just don't get it. No, we get it. We get that. You don't know what the fuck you're doing. Yeah. You can write an original fucking thing like knives out and fucking whatever the hell. And uh, Looper, I was a huge fucking fan of Looper. That's why I was so excited for The Last Jedi. And then I was just like, wait a minute. This is not okay. Well, and and I'll get back to my solo point in a minute, but, you know, and, and I, Rico and I talked about this too, C-Man, but I thought I'd share it with you in case you, you weren't aware. But, like, I was watching on The Last Jedi uh, disc, there's, there's a two-hour documentary of the making of the film. And... Right before I watched that, I had watched the making of Reddit Player One with Steven Spielberg because I had seen that not long before that as well. And the the huge difference between when they're following Spielberg around for Ready Player One and then asking him questions and he's like, yep, do that, do that. Yep, no, don't do that, do this. And they're asked, following Ryan around asking him questions about The Last Jedi and he's very much like, like he seemed unsure with every decision he made, whereas by compared now, I know Spielberg didn't make Star Wars, but I'm just saying, just by director comparison, you know, you get it, you get an, a, a, a veteran like Spielberg who's just like, do that, do that, don't do that. Nope, I want this here. You know, like that that side by side comparison was really kind of intriguing. You know, I, my thing when it comes to Ryan Johnson and like. Like you said, Rico, I got excited because I love what he does when he does his own thing. But the interesting thing with hiring a guy like Ryan Johnson is he's not someone that you would expect to play inside the sandbox. Like, I think Ryan Johnson having an original trilogy of a Star Wars thing would be awesome. Like, I would love to see his vision of just whatever the fuck he wants to tell inside the Star Wars universe. He was not the right guy to tell a saga film. No. I absolutely 100% agree. There's this, I, we brought this up numerous times. There was a fucking, there was a comic that I saw that was drawn in the style of Bill Watterson, who did Calvin and Hobbes. So totally Calvin Hobbes. I love this comic. Yeah. I mean, it actually looks like, it looks like this artwork because I got Calvin and Hobbes on my arm. But fucking, it shows a very young J.J. Abrams like a boy, JJ was playing with action figures, star Wars toys and, you know, tie fighters and blah, blah, blah. And then a woman comes and says, hi, JJ, this is Ryan. Can you come play with you? And then Ryan just fucking just destroys everything. And he's like, bam, 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 boom, explosion. And then it's like, the woman comes back like, okay, Ryan, we got to go home now. And then JJ's just like, what the fuck? <laughs> just looking yeah. at all this shit just <laughs> everywhere. Yeah. That's- well, and like, and that's the thing, like when I say like I like The Last Jedi because I was interested in what Ryan was trying to work with is I like where he was going with the originality stuff. Tell me an original Star Wars story. My issues with Ryan Johnson are, well, if you're telling a coherent Star Wars story that fits inside of the saga universe, this movie doesn't do that well. Right. Um, and it's it's unfortunate that it got decimated the way it did by fans because we probably now will never get that Ryan Johnson Star Wars trilogy, you know, and good for him. He just signed a bajillion dollar contract with Netflix to do two more Knives Out movies. Um, I think they said like him, uh, Craig, and the one other like producer guy that's with him are all going to walk away with like over a hundred million bucks each coming out of this Netflix deal, which is fucking crazy. (laughs) Crazy. Um, But like it, 
it's unfortunate because I, I would have liked to have seen what Ryan could have done where he just had no constraints, no no lineages or things that he had to nail. Just go tell your own story inside the Star Wars universe because I think you'd get something really interesting. I think there are certain filmmakers that if you like, like Taika Waititi, he's supposed to make his own standalone Star Wars film. It's intriguing. I'm into it. But it's not automatically the first director because star wars has to kind of have a look it has to have a feel it has to have the scene wipes that's sort of integral um you know just as an example all star wars things are just saga movies because i just i don't don't necessarily movies movies okay cool it's it's a trope that is required i mean you wouldn't you wouldn't take you wouldn't lift something that's like iconic in star trek if there was a structure of how they do it and then put it in star Wars is what I'm saying. Like sure. there are some, th- yeah, yeah. there's some things that are kind of, uh, star Wars only. They kind of like, did the reverse though. I mean, I gotta be honest. But JJ star Trek. Yeah. A little bit. Well, yeah, but that's why those movies were good because we're like, Hey, star Wars. Go ahead. <laughs> I mean, even JJ said it himself. He's like, I made star Trek because I didn't get offered star Wars. So I made Star Trek a Star Wars movie. I know. I remember. It, it, and then he fucking, you know, he, he gave us Rise of Skywalker and he gave us like the fifth fucking Star Trek movie. We're just like, what the fuck? <laughs> the, the search for more money? I don't know. I, I, I'm of the opinion that there are certain directions. Would I like to see Ryan Johnson do a trilogy? Sure. As long as he had complete control and it was his fucking baby and there was... I would also be very curious to see a Steven Spielberg Star Wars movie. I, I would like to see a Martin Scorsese Star Wars movie. A Quentin Tarantino Star Wars movie is probably overthinking it. And I think Taika Waititi kind of falls in that uh, Quentin Tarantino territory, where it's like he has a very specific style. Whereas you could watch a Spielberg film, no, it's a Spielberg film, but because Spielberg and Lucas were so close... They kind of mirror each other. In a no, see, because I, I, I disagree with you on one thing about Taika. Um, I think Taika Waititi, given the right material within the Star Wars universe, would be fine. Like, you do a Maz Katana story directed by Taika Waititi, you know, or something like that, you know. I'm saying, though, but, like, because if, if you give him what he did with the Trash Planet in Ragnarok, and I know you have problems with Ragnarok because of continuity, not because of what he did, but the continuity right. between the first two and the third one. If right. you give him something that's like that, right? Like the right. casino. That casino could have been intriguing from Ryan Johnson's film. The problem with it is it just didn't fit into the overall story arc, to Seaman's point. But if you had a separate... Ex- you know, separate story in that environment that Taika tells, I think it could be really interesting. Or, or if you, you know, and I picked Moss because she ends up with that cantina that cantina that she's had for like a thousand years. If I heard Luke or uh, not Luke, but Han correctly. So look, I'll give Taika definite credit. He, he directed some of the best fucking Mando episodes and he delivered a, a, a great goddamn role as IG. 11 IG something. IG. I think that's it. It's IG. I think it's 11. Yeah. Yeah. 11. Insta- Instagram 11. Um, <laughs> so he, he, you're right. He can, he can, uh, bend to the eye of, you know, what is expected of him. 
I, what I don't want is I don't want a Thor Ragnarok film for Star Wars, is what I'm saying. Like, it, unless it's, that's the point. If you're going to show me the fucking crazy, outlandish, colorful world of Star Wars, where every character is quippy as fuck and witty as shit, fine. Then if that's if, if that's what you're going to do, that's what you're going to do. I mean, I think there needs to be. You could do a day in the life of a day in the life in Coruscant. You know what I mean? It has nothing to do with the. You know, or but would you want that? As a I think, movie? I think if you find the right character, yeah, I think, I think if you do, I think if you find the right character, you know, and you you follow the right character, yes. No, I'm serious. I'll, You're... I'll tell you what you want. You want him to fucking make a whole goddamn movie of the origin of fucking Dexter from fucking. No, I don't think it has to be Dex. I knew you were gonna go there, but I don't think it has to be that. But I think if you, if you, I mean, it, it could be, it could be a bunch of shorts. You know what I mean? Like like a bunch of shorts put together, again, kind of a la Pulp Fiction-esque stuff where you, you could have a chapter on Dex, you could have a chapter on the Death Sticks kid from, you know what I mean? Like you could have these different, <laughs> no, I'm serious. Like Just follow that guy. It's just like, oh man, honey, I, I, I was, you know, I was trying to sell some Death Sticks and like a fucking rabbi or something, like some churchy dude came up to me and all of a sudden like, I don't want to sell death sticks anymore. And I, I, I've been thinking, you know what? I want to be an accountant. And obviously I need to like, you know, you deserve better, honey. I'm going to marry you and I'm going to, you know, and we're going to have a better life. I would. Just I tell would me when to... they hit stop on the recording. Okay. Cause I'll stop talking at this point. Like, <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, riffing, I'm riffing off of what you're saying. I think it's funny as fuck. I mean, but I'm saying like, would... if you do, if you do something like that with a Taika or a Quentin or, you know, whatever, then I think it can work. Is it weird that I feel like Taika could do a really, really cool criminal underground story with Darth Maul? No, I don't think that's weird at all. Uh, now, while Darth Maul doesn't need to, like, I wouldn't have him be the quippy guy. And I think Taika can go to some, like, darker places and play a straight character like Darth could. But you could liven that world up with that colorful underground criminal kind of place where he could you you could have some of those people who get those quips and hit some of those tiger things but i think he could do something inside that world that would be really interesting it's really interesting that you brought that up because that was like my go-to like i would love to see a knights of the old republic revan fucking movie that'd be cool but i really want to see the mafia godfather of star wars films i want i mean the best for me yeah solo is one thing i love that they fucking were like hey by the way mole's alive and you know, if if Ray Park wasn't fucking showing off his dick on Instagram, it might still happen. Uh-huh. Um, uh, but I think if if Taika is going to be the director, you have to have Dave Filoni write it. Mm-hmm. That's just the automatic. Dave Filoni's got to write the screenplay of, you know, the the Mall Father, whatever the fuck you're going to call it. <laughs> and then you, <laughs> and then you get Ray Park as the physical embodiment of Mall, and you get Sam Witwer as the voice. As yeah. long as you get those four key elements, I'm fine with it. I think Taika could do. I would rather have Taika than Coppola. Let's put it that way, because Coppola, I don't think yeah. has, has he's lost his his filmmaking touch. Now, however, if Martin Scorsese happened to fucking be like, "Hey, I want to make a goddamn Star Wars movie. I can make a Goodfellas of 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 Star Wars films," I would be so fucking in. You have no goddamn. <laughs> so, so let me. Let oh me my. Pre- God. Let me propose something, and and I need you guys need to be open minded about this because as soon as I say it, I think. But yeah, I need I you definitely need an open mind here. Is that if 
if they were going to do everything you guys just said about Maul and the criminal on the ground and that whole thing, but you gave Ryan Johnson another swing at it. So you're not dealing Saga story. You're not dealing, you know, Luke and Force and all that you're dealing. Well, maybe a little bit of Force because it's Maul. But you know what I'm saying? It's it's definitely a different... It, it, you you know where I'm going with this, I think. Yeah. I, I I absolutely would be fine with Ryan Johnson doing it because Ryan Johnson knows noir. His fucking movie Brick is a modern day neo noir teenage film. Looper is a time travel noir film. Knives Out is a noirish Agatha yeah, Christie. It's, I mean, it's a great yeah. film, but you can't really genre that film. No, yeah. it's really it's good a though. It's a whodunit. It's really That's good. It. Yeah. It's a whodunit. Oh, I would say that some people would argue that Last Jedi is kind of a noirish film. It visually. is. Absolutely. Yeah. But I, I agree with Steven. I just don't think it's. I think him. When you get one babysitter and your kids used to that babysitter, and then you get a different one who has a completely fucking different way of, of you know, you get one who loves to read to your kids, and then you have one to be like, no, I just fucking watch your, watch your show. And, and, you know, it, it's you'll, your kid's going to have a different reaction, but it also depends on each kid and each babysitter. Like you see where the analogy I'm trying to go with. I think it, you have someone who follows directions and then someone who's just a yes man who has a vision. And that's my biggest problem with, again, specifically Kathleen Kennedy and Disney. Stop hiring people you plan on firing. You, if you, if you had a setup, if you had. If you had the whiteboard with, okay, JJ, here's your fucking movie. Okay, Ryan, here's your fucking movie. All right, Colin, here's your fucking movie. If you guys need to figure this shit out to make these three movies work, you have each other's numbers, you have each other's Skypes. Fucking figure it out. You come to me, you present it like a fucking story, and if it doesn't make sense or if I have any changes, I'll tell you. You you know, but don't just be like, ah, hey, you know, I'm going to go off and make my own separate movie that has nothing to do with the first film make a chase scene, a chase movie where everyone's running low on gas. I'm going to introduce a, a casino scene that goes nowhere. I'm going to introduce child slavery as well as animal slavery. Have them let like do nothing for the child slavery, but like, let them let go. Like, like have the space horses fucking go off and do something and then just fuck right off. And then kind of realize, Oh, the, People that are in charge of the casino just took the horses back because nothing, they didn't rescue anything. All they do is just let them have a fucking run. They just gave them some exercise and fuck the slavery kids, fuck Broom Boy. So why introduce it? What's the point yeah. for us to constantly be like, somewhere out there, that fucking Broom Boy is just, you know, he's levitating that broom and doing nothing, just being a slave for the rest of his life. So uh, the last thing I just want to say on on the individuals, specifically on Solo, is the only issue Rico and I had. Like, you were talking about the checklist, Seaman, uh, and I, we don't disagree with you. There, I don't disagree, and I know Rico doesn't either because he said it already. But the one thing that we both kind of had a fundamental problem with, and I don't know if it's going to turn into a long conversation, was focusing on the damn fuzzy dice, well, the non-fuzzy fuzzy dice, like that that becoming yeah. a thing, you know, and 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 staying on that throughout the whole the whole film seemed a little um excessive yeah, we it was, felt it was never yeah, a yeah. thing it's... it was never a thing they're trying to make it a thing like it was a thing in in the original films that you they never acknowledged 
Yeah. You know? No, I, I, I totally agree with that. Like, like I said, it's one of those movies where, like, you know, it's got ups and downs. Like, I, if you go to me, what do you think of Solo? My answer is typically, like, it's fine. You know? Um, like, there, there's definitely things that I think you could you could pull on and pick apart on that movie. But there are things that, you know, are, are that work and are cool to have seen. You know, like, it, it, like I said, it's fine. Yeah. I, I, uh, I think they're trying to, like, push that in. Like, that's a very Disney like connection because it was a thing in force awakens and last Jedi and solo, but it was never a thing in the actually it wasn't even a thing in force awakens. It was last Jedi and solo specifically. So I think, let me put it this way. When the pop figurines make a fuck, when they made a Han solo thing based on the original trilogy, it was him holding his fucking blaster. When fucking Disney did it, they were like, here, here's him with his fucking dice. Like, that's where that's what you're going to do with the fucking character is that. All right. That's weird. Um, the the other um, medium that we haven't gotten into yet that Star Wars has broken into and some ways successfully in some ways not so as much would be video games. There, there have been a multitude of video games. Um, I, I can think of. There was one on the original uh, Nintendo 64 that was not so good, but it had a few moments, I felt anyway, called Shadows of the Empire. Um, it was, the the positive was like the second scene in the entire game, you you get to redo the, uh, the AT-AT walkers on Hoth and you fly around in circles and do the, the rope thing. So that was pretty badass. The only problem was it was really fucking hard with the Nintendo 64 controller. So it made it very difficult to do. But it still was fun getting to, to just be that be in that moment. Of course, you have the, the Pod Racer game that came out, uh, which was actually, from what I understand, pretty good. I, I never played it, so I can't speak to it very are you much. Talking about but... the, are you talking about the Pod Racer uh, arcade game, or just there was a separate. There was both. Like, there was place- a, there was a there was a PlayStation One and a and the I. When I'm talking about games, you're right, Rico. There have been a handful of uh, arcade cabinets, but I was specifically refer. I've been referring to the home home games. Yeah, the, the the Star Wars trilogy arcade game is is. I I would love to have that be like I would pay so much. Well, I wouldn't pay so much money, but I would pay a reasonable money. amount of money. Yeah, I got. You. I, would, I would pay. I would pay some dollars. Some you know, dollars. To have that, some dollars <laughs> to have that be like a thing because it's not a very long game. You could beat that game in like maybe a couple hours because it's just a level of stages, and each stage is maybe ten minutes long. So, you know, and it, it's. But God damn it, at the fucking time, that was astounding. Mm. You know, you, you, you're you at the arcade, a movie arcade, or a fucking Chuck E. Cheese, and you the joystick controls everything. It's got the buttons to fucking, you know, you're flying in space. It automatically controls your ship for you if you're out in space. It automatically controls your POV. So it, it becomes a, a rail game, like a, like a fucking shooter, like, you know, with the guns and everything where you're walking down hallways in Hoth on Echo Base, and you're taking down Stormtroopers. And then there's a bonus mission where you play as Luke. Presumably you're playing as Luke the entire fucking, you know, games. But you go up against Boba Fett on Jabba's Palace, where you wield the lightsaber, and you you, you move the joystick, and it gives you arrows to, po- like, say, go left, go right, go up, go down. And Boba Fett, it's like fucking firing uh, blasters at you, and you go up and down and shit the way the directions go 
to deflect them. And then you get what you we've all fucking wanted. You get to go up against Darth Vader in Return of the Jedi. It's the same thing. You have to move your joystick in a very specific way, left to block, right to block, up to block, and then down quickly, up and down to fucking slash at him. And it's it was so fucking fun that I don't understand why they can't just do the exact same thing and then some to make a whole goddamn game. Like, it, it, how how difficult would that fucking be to... No, instead they gave us fucking Battlefront where it's like, hey, you want to play? You got to pay a bunch of money to play with other people. What if I want to play by myself? Yeah. No. No, 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 no. You... you, you Loot yeah. boxes is what that's commonly referred to as. So, um, yeah. but no, I'm talking yeah. about Battlefront One. No, I, Battlefront it's... One. There's no <clears throat> campaign. If you want to, yeah, it's just, just online that, mode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you just get that fucking game, okay. It was like online Halo with Star Wars characters. Um, yeah. but but then you also have games that I know Rico and I are both fans of. Specifically, I for me the first more than the second on PS2 and PS3 you had The Force Awakens. Uh, or no, Force Unleashed. Unleashed. I'm sorry, yeah. yeah. Um, which were great games, but I think I think in my opinion, the 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 best one that's been ever been made, and there have been arguments about the Empire Strikes Back for Super Nintendo being one of the best because that's another one that people fucking love. Um, but for me, Jedi Fallen Order, the one that came out a couple years ago at this point, um, it's two years ago, almost two. It'll be two years this November. Um, it it. It's the only I I to me and because I don't remember the story of Force Unleashed as well. I think it's really only only canon game there is like that's not a direct pull from the movies like Empire or one of those. Like it's the only side project that's canon. I think. Um. No, there's Bounty Hunter where you play as Jango Fett. That's right. I forgot about Bounty Hunter. Yeah. I would all. I mean, there's also the Dark Forces game. I mean, I don't know if it's considered canon. I mean, by the way, Force Unleashed is no longer considered canon. So, it, okay. Where, whereas Jedi Fallen Order, absolutely. Is well, that's what that was canon. kind of my point. Was it Fallen Order right. is the only one that really is full canon? I think um, because it definitely ties back to the the movies in its own way. So, well, Battlefront Two would pro- the the newer version of Battlefront Two is probably because it has a campaign and that is probably concerned uh canon okay fair enough and, um, and battlefront 2's campaign is pretty fucking impressive is it okay but I... but I had a problem with like the like once you're done with the campaign you're just kind of like uh it's kind of my opinion of like the avengers game where it's like yeah now i just gotta fucking do a bunch of grinding and it's really more just to see the ach- achievements unlocked whereas like jedi fallen order has a whole lot of replayability and you can increase the level of difficulty and then get really frustrated and go back to the lower difficulty. Um, I, not for nothing, man, I'm, I'm, I still think the original Battlefront, and I'm, I mean, I'm saying the first one, not even Battlefront 2, is pr- I could play that for fucking hours upon hours, whereas I could get really bored of Battlefront 2 from 2018 19 pretty quickly. I even bought that fucking game. What was it? A Rebel Squadron or something? Squadron? Yeah, that too. Yeah. I downloaded it. I played like the first two levels and then I've never played again since. I spent so much money on that game and I'm like, (laughs) whatever. It's too complicated. I'm, I, you know, it's like, you gotta fucking figure out. It has, 
Yeah. Like it has moments, you know, but it is it's 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 it feels clunky sometimes when you're up there, you're spinning too much or you're trying to turn left and right. Um, I, I do think that the um, Fallen Order game, it's it feels like it's like the the ultimate culmination of everything that they've done on the video game side. Right. Like it gives you and I haven't finished it, but like, you know, it gives you stuff that can tie in canonly. It gives you an original character. It, it gives you kind of like that campaign that you look for that exists in the Star Wars world really well. And I know some of the other games have done that too, and I don't remember them. And that one's definitely in, in my brain, the the obviously the most, because it's the most recent. But I mean, visually and the way that it ties in, like I just, those characters are so easy to fall in love with both in Cal and his droid. Like, yeah. I, I just I like I was I found myself invested the way like I'm invested when I play like a Spider-Man like the the latest Spider-Man games like yep. the story really kind of has hooked yep. me and the gameplay mirrors it and does all the things you want the gameplay to do like it really does kind of hit everything that you could take positively from what they've done in the past and kind of puts it all in one place. Yeah, I mean I could see that and I think I think when you have like you said is this new original character in Cal so just a little bit of background for the audience, because in case they're not familiar with the with the game, I mean, obviously we are because we've played it. It takes place five years after Revenge of the Sith. So we're between um, Sith, uh, Revenge of the Sith and A New Hope. So we're in that window of time. It would actually be, it would be, oh no, I'm wrong. I was thinking like it's around Mandalorian. No, I'm completely wrong. Yeah, Mando's after Jedi. Jedi. I was. Yeah. I knew it was five years after a movie, but it was the if, wrong fucking movie. If That's anything, it's closer to the time of Solo. But if you were gonna, if you're gonna line it up canically, it's it's either it's, around. It, it's probably closer to Solo than anything. I got it right here. It's five years after the order of uh, the execution of Order That's 66. What, yeah, yeah. After Revenge right, of the so. Sith. But Rigo Rigo was saying it it was going lined up with he was getting it wrong but he was saying it lined up with the timeline for Mando and I'm saying it yeah, no it, not, it li- yeah. but but if it lines That's up anywhere it would be closer to Solo and I'm not even saying it's definitively lining up there but it would be closer to that it, window. It is definitely yeah. the middle ground between Revenge of the Sith and and Solo. I, I we can all agree on that. Yeah, 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 I mean yeah, it's 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 right in between your first trilogy and your second trilogy. Yeah, whereas Mando sure. is in between the first trilogy and the last trilogy or the second the middle trilogy and the last the trilogy. original and the sequels. Yeah. Um yeah, but we uh, way overcomplicated that whole fucking thing. <laughs> yeah, we did. Um, but you, you, you introduce a new character who's finding out that he, he's got Jedi powers, as we've talked about. To your point, Seaman, about how it doesn't have to be a Skywalker to to yeah. have Jedi powers. And he's he's just going on this adventure for um, a holocron that le- that's supposed to, I forget where it's supposed to lead him to, but it it was re- it's. I don't know. I'm just digging. I'm digging the gameplay. I'm digging how it looks to your point. It's visually stunning, and and I I think it just plays well. And then and then Cam, uh, what's his name? I'm trying to find Cal. it. Cameron. No, Cal's the character. Cameron Monahan, who plays Cal. Um, I I first got to know him from Gotham because he plays uh, Jerome and Jeremiah from uh, Gotham which is basically the two incarnations of the Joker that appear in that series. Hmm. So 
What? Another another Jedi Joker combination. <laughs> yeah, Who there you go. Um, but it it definitely made it interesting, and then it made me think about um his his role in this has been really interesting as well, and and getting to play as him, and he's got a really interesting dynamic with his droid BD one that he finds, and it's I don't know what. I keep see. I love the fact that BD. I mean, BD One is adorable, and like, you know, for a long time it was R two D two that we were like, yeah, R two D two is the shit. No one ever said C three PO. Fucking no one ever. <laughs> uh, and then it was like, oh yeah, BBA, BBA is awesome. And it was like, fuck those guys. It's BD One. But I still giggle because it sounds so much like the actor BD Wong, Law and <laughs> Order. Yeah. So every time it's just like, hey BD One. Like I just love you. I'm just like I, imagining um, like BD Wong coming in, just not not to derail it completely, but you know, I, as much as I do like Rise of Skywalker, I fundamentally had a problem with the new droid in that one. I thought it was stupid and completely a toy grab. But that's, Yo. what's that? Yo, is that what his name is? Yeah. I don't even. Yeah, yeah. It's a little yeah. green guy, right? Yeah, He's a yeah, green yeah. And white. That was that he was. Looked, he looked like the fucking uh, the lamp in Pixar, just but more pointed. <laughs> a little bit, um, yeah. And it, um, that was voiced by uh, JJ. JJ, yeah. What well, one other thing too that you can kind of speak to, at least with like I think the 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 way the general populace ha- has kind of liked Fallen Order. Like I think the general fan base really enjoys the game so much so that like when people were theorizing who Grogu was communicating with. Cal was a character that everybody kind of threw into oh. that mix with Ezra and Ezra you know Luke sure. and you know Luke and uh, you know like there's all those like the guys who could still be existent like after that game came I was like well Cal Cal could totally be right. in play and I didn't even think totally of it good. that way honestly it's a good it's a good pull though yeah See, you know like it's a character was... that I think people relate to that are like I would like I think I think the fan base would like to see more with him, whether it's more in the video game world or if they used, you know, because you have an actual actor, you could put him into the Disney Plus, you know, series world. Sure. See, my 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 fucking overly uh, th- uh, theoretical mind when it was like, okay, it might be Luke for Grogu, but I was like, what if they brought in Samuel fucking Jackson? What if they brought in yeah. Mace Windu? <clears throat> Sam, I think Sam said like he wanted to come back. Yeah, he said, you know, Mace ain't dead, motherfucker, like. He's like, you know who I am? I'm Samuel Jackson. <laughs> Whip out my purple lightsaber and kill you all. Mm-hmm, this is a t- <laughs> <laughs> this is a tasty Yoda. Um, Ew. I don't know. So. This is a tasty Grogu. <laughs> How do we feel about Grogu being like people thinking he he was looming toward the dark side because he was eating them eggs? Uh, Which, by the way, I have the pop of him with the eggs. I love that whole bit. I thought it was funny. It's like, well, people fucking eat eggs normally. Like it's it it's kind of fucked up because the the mom is right there. But it's like, entirely fucked up. I, like I can't blame the little guy. He's hungry. Fucking egg. Any egg. That's what I well, said. Actually, I, I think. don't think it was a dark side thing. Although it would oh, be no. interesting to take that character that way. I I don't think it was a dark side thing. I think it was just okay. This this kid. I mean, he is a child. He's a 50-year-old child, but he's a child. I get it. He doesn't... It was just... I don't know. It was just sort of heartbreaking for me because I'm like imagining what if giant chickens were alive, right? And they were sentient and they could have conversations. Not on like a giant frog bitch. So you have a giant chicken and you're just eyeballing her 
and just taking her eggs from underneath her and just cracking them in a pan and be like, thanks for your uh, uterus, bitch, and just hey, fucking eating them in front of you. The way he pops them in his mouth, they're so it's fucking so adorable. He's just like... Like God, and yeah, I mean, so I did. I do like that he learns a race. That's well, I, I don't think that he realized that that's what he was doing. And then when he saw it get born, and it was a little tadpole, it was like, "Oh, I'm sorry, lady. I won't eat any more of your eggs. I now understand that these were your kids. I just thought it was food." But he still did. That's the thing is, you may have missed the fact he's just like, "Oh, look, it's a baby. Yummy." Like that's that's it is what happened. He was just kind sure. of like, "Oh, now I know what I've been eating." Before it was just tasty. Now I know I am in. I'm. I'm making this endangered <laughs> species even more highly critically endangered. I'm telling you, man. There's Luke. There's a Luke and Grogu show that could explore how dark Grogu is based on what he eats. Are we like? How do we all feel about Grogu being named Grogu? Oh, I'm, I'm, it. I'm here for it. Like, yeah, fuck I, it. I, why not? He's an alien. I know, but I was more of like, let's have some. I mean, what, I guess. What would you have gone with? Did you have a name? What was your name for him? No, I would have. I would never have named him. Ever. You just sort of left him the child the whole time. Yeah. That, that's. Or have, have the Mando have Mando fucking see. I don't remember his fucking name. Jin, Jin Jarden. Come on. Jin Jarden. Jin Jarden. Yeah. Fuck off. His yeah. his name is Mando. Um, but like at the just, same time, like he's a sentient being with a name. Like I love the way that they introduced it. Like using Ahsoka being like his name's Grogu. It's like well, yeah, I, like that's his name. Like you just couldn't communicate it. Yeah. I would have. I think it would have. It would have further made the connection where somehow he's able to communicate with Grogu and be like, "Well, what's your name?" He's like, "I don't have a fucking name." What I me mean, could have? Why don't you name me? You're my daddy, pretty much. <laughs> I think that would have been a better. I. I, I I don't know. I'm fine with him being Grogu, but I would have if they're if you're gonna name him anything, Grogu fits as well as it's, it's better than Jake, you know. So, <laughs> so CJ, so, when you land on Grogu, I, I I know I don't have a problem with it at all. I I I I I stay in Rico's camp in that if they had never named him, I would have been fine with it. But I also yeah. fundamentally don't have a problem that they did name him. Like, um, I the the issue. I had was if they're not going to name them, name him, which they did. So now my issue's kind of gone. Was you have to tell us what the race is because yeah. Baby Yoda doesn't work for me. Only works so long. It, it, it works, but it only works for so long. Eventually, you have to give that that creature a a a, a race, like a, a a name. Do you know what I mean? Like. Yeah. I mean, we should probably get that anyway. Like, I, if no, you're but, gonna use Grogu more going forward, like eventually, you, you should probably tell us what race of alien this are. I don't disagree with you, but if you're but but giving him the name, the Grogu name, satiates that long enough yeah. to 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 delay it. Whereas if they were gonna to, to to Rico's idea, if they were gonna just keep calling him the child, then we needed that to come sooner than later, in my opinion. Sure. So. They'll eventually fucking be desperate and they'll do it in 30 years when, you know, we're all going to be, you know, 60 years old at plus 60, 70 years old. I disagree. Old like, hey, I disagree. I, I think I think by the end of the Mando series, we'll find out what whenever that is. I think we'll find out. But will we ever be? But that's the thing. It's like there's no pleasing Star Wars fans. Someone's going to be fucking furious. Oh, sure. Cold. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. But see. 
I know people that were and, furious that they called him Baby Yoda because they were flipping out like it can't be Yoda. Yoda's already dead. Blah blah blah. blah. Like no shit, the, motherfucker. Like I mean, yeah, we have no nothing else to call him. Right. Well, they really, if anything, they should have. It would have been more accurate if they called him Yoda's baby. That would that would have been more fucking likely. That well, Yoda right, was like. Yeah, didn't you didn't you have the theory that him and Yaddle got it on at one point, and that was yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, impregnated her. He did, and then she was like, "All right, I'm you know you you owe child support." And he's like, "Fuck that! I'm going off to Dagobah. You'll never find me there." And then even further that he's like, "All right, I know I got a kid out there. I just don't want to fuck. I, I broke. I am. I'm not going to be paying all this back pay." So I'm going to send a fucking Mandalorian hitman to go kill my kid. See, now, ba- based on that theory, when he says... That doesn't work, obviously. No, 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 but based on that theory, when, when it's Empire... Or is it Empire? Yeah. Empire, when he says... Uh, when when uh, Alec Guinness as Obi-Wan always says, that boy's our last hope, and he goes, no, there's another. He's not talking about Leia. He's talking about his kid over on uh, whatever. So Yeah, he's just like... Got lucky, I did, yeah. <laughs> um, oh, you like the little green thing, don't you? No, I, I, I don't. I don't have a problem with it. I like it. I, 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 I got to be honest with you, though. There's a small part of me, and I am probably in the minority, if not the only one, that wants to see him in full Mando, Mando armor at some point. Like, I want, I want Grogu armor. Yeah, Grogu? yeah. I want him. I want him in Mando armor, the ears sticking out the side, <laughs> force lifting shit. Like I'm not joking. I mean, I don't hate that. Look at like um, fucking I'm... Gonzo with the fucking Vader outfit, just a big fucking beak and shit. Just like have the the Mando. Oh my no, God. no, no, no! You don't cover the the they 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 stay exposed. The ears so poke just, out. just yeah, just, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, know? that's even worse. <laughs> no, no, no! You have like slots on the sides. The ears come out of you know so. The Grogulorian? I, <laughs> I can get behind it. No, but I'm serious. I like I, I want to see. I want to see. Because honestly, I kind of thought that's where they were going to go. Like you yeah. know, I don't. I'm not. Uh, I'm not upset with the direction <laughs> they went. But no, no, maybe not that he was going to be in armor at the end of the second season. But like that, ultimately they were going to find that they weren't going to find any more Jedi, and as such, they were going to start really training him as like a youngling. Or what? What? what it, uh, foundling. They were gonna try train him like a like a, a true foundling, and and make him a Mandalorian. And then so at some point you'd get Grogu in the army. It probably wouldn't be for a while, but you'd get it. So I I would have well, been okay on, with that. I mean, based on the fact that he's fifty and a, a small child, it wouldn't have happened for five hundred years. No, because see, I think I think if you find a way to, to somehow develop his force abilities, because they were working on it by themselves, even without Jedi training, the proper Jedi training, because you know, if you remember, Ahsoka's like, you know, teach him as best you can, and so they were working on the like force pulling the ball, if you remember, or the, not the ball, but the the knob from the control control stick. Yeah, force force pull my knob. Go ahead, kid. <laughs> Anyway, um, but they were working on that. So maybe he doesn't become full-fledged Jedi because he doesn't have the proper training, but he at least can he can work on those certain pieces that they do know about. And then so he becomes like a hybrid of a, of a Mandalorian with Jedi powers. You know, I, 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 yeah. would, 
I would have been on board for that. I would have. And uh, and to uh, your point about pops, can you imagine a little fucking Funko Pop in right? a Mando thing with the ear they're sticking out? I would have fucking. I mean, I don't. I, like I said, I don't. I don't hate it. Although to to Rico's point, as far as like not naming the Yoda species for like another thirty years, like there's totally a scenario with like Grogu going off with Luke, where like we don't see Grogu again until like the end of the Mandalorian. Like maybe he comes back home and you get like a one scene. I don't think that's what's gonna happen. He's there's too much money on the table. I think with with, with that little guy, but like yeah, there is a scenario where like we, we theoretically <laughs> don't have to see him come back. Right. Although I no, certainly. What- Hope he does because I love that little fucker. What they'll do is they'll they'll fucking have Sebastian Stan get really old and then it'll be thirty <laughs> years from now and he'll hey, play. Show. Yeah, he's just like, wait, what? <laughs> that's um, how that's how he became grumpy grumpy Luke. Like you know, you find out like <laughs> like Kylo killed Grogu. No, 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 it was probably Grogu was like ate Luke's fucking fishbowl or some shit. Like he was just like. <laughs> The, the he, Jedi he, he, have to end because let me fucking tell you what that kid did. He was he was eating porgs. That's what. Yeah, eating porgs. Yeah, porgs, he was fucking. So. Well, Chewie ate a fucking pork. Well, uh, no, he ultimately see, didn't. He cooked it, but he never ate it. Yeah, yeah that's kind of worse. Like he slaughtered it for no reason. <laughs> uh, so it's um, hard to I, eat when being made guilty. Yeah. Know? I, well, I, I mean, Grogu didn't give a fuck. Yeah, true. Well, she actually never saw him dark, do it. She never saw him do it. Nobody ever. The only one who ever saw him do it was Mando, if I recall. So that was I mean, my think, understanding too. I mean, think fuck. Can you imagine if the frog lady was just like, "Hey, can you control your fucking like your 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 offspring?" Because she had to fucking, put it together. Right, like you'd have to know how many eggs were in your fucking thing, right? Right. She's like the whole point of the why we're doing this is because I and my husband and my children are the last motherfuckers left. I got them fucking counted. <laughs> um, she's gonna is... either say like, okay, either the fucking kid ate them, or Mando ate them, because I didn't fucking eat them. <laughs> Look, we are all Fandalorians of Star Wars. Hey, motherfuckers, get ready for a long closing that us podcasters are obligated to do. I try to make this funny, so bear it all with me. If you're currently listening to this after an episode, then you already know how to find us. But if someone played this for you and you need directions, then you can listen to us on the Apple Podcast app, Spotify, Stitcher, or anywhere else you find your podcast. Or simply Google us. Please don't forget to rate and comment. Seriously. We're not just saying that because we want to. We need your acceptance. Also, we do it live. Fuck it. Sorry. What I mean to say is we show off our shenanigans every Friday on getvocal.com slash pod askew. That is vocal spelled V-O-K-L. This is a way for our fans and friends and family to interact with us and occasionally offer to pay for therapy. Catch these interventions at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, which is 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Do the math if you're not in either of those time zones. Also, if you happen to like us individually, I do a live reading of books called Rico's Reads. This means I take a look and read a book. Currently, I'm waiting for LeVar Burton to sue my literate ass, but I add funny voices and say fuck a lot. So it's not true plagiarism. So let me tuck your ass in on Thursdays on GetVocal.com at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And for you West Coast dudes, that means 4 p.m. If you want to agree with or yell at us, especially CJ, follow him and me and the show on Twitter. 
The show is at Podeskew. I am at Rance Rico. And CJ is at M underscore Blade. Clearly, he put more thought into his username than I. We want to thank Logo Mike for our logo. That's why we call him Logo Mike. The dude is our very own Michelangelo. If you want or need some good art, hit him up at logomike80 at gmail.com. That's logomike80 at gmail.com. We got to give a big sloppy thank you to Samuel Lemons for all the original music on the show, especially our theme music. You can find Sam on Twitter at Samuel Lemons and his music on SoundCloud at soundcloud.com slash Samuel dash Lemons. When life gives you Sam Lemons, you better pucker up. And fucking finally, and most important, we have to thank all of you. Well, we don't have to. We want to. It really does mean a lot to CJ and I. You guys have prioritized your time listening to us. We really, really appreciate it. Hang tight for the post-credit. Damn it. I need a smoke. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Podeskew Podcast. I am CJ, and this is my hetero life mate, Rico. Hello, everyone. Damn it. Thank you.